Today is March 8th, 2023, and you're listening to the Ask a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Nate. What are your thoughts on street epistemology? Let's talk about that one. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Christian BDSM. So, uh, someone wants to know, so we talk about it. How much is too much? Any? I don't know. Uh, I love you so much. It's consensual. Chop me into pieces. Um... Let's find out. <laughs> then we have a Muslim invasion. So if you uh, if you like loud, obnoxious shouting and people that have conversations leading to nowhere, stay tuned. So the first part is pretty entertaining, if if a little weird. The second part, um, if if that type of thing is your deal, you may enjoy this. And then there's a Christian death match of uh, hey, you're a Christian, I'm a Christian. Tell me everything you believe now. Do it. Ah, what kind of Christian are you? Ah, it's like oh my gosh, bro. So you'll hear. You'll hear. Stay tuned. So uh, there is a flavor for everyone today. Uh, that being said, check out the Ask a Christian book to show people how to civilly have discussions about Christianity. Um, <laughs> that that is the goal. Maybe I need to pass out copies to the uh, pass out copies of the people on stage. Anyway, so check out that is available on Amazon to explain what you believe and why you believe it in a gentle and Christ-like way. Oh my gosh. Um, and also check out the Ask a Christian store where you can buy uh, merchandise to facilitate discussions about your faith and why you believe it. And then please explain it in a gentle and respectful way. Anyways, uh, that doesn't mean compromise. It doesn't mean, you know, not don't stick up to your principles. It absolutely means that. But do it in a gentle and respectful way. Anyway, so take care. Enjoy the discussion. There is fun for all. Um, until next time. Bye. I am. I'm just uh, just getting started, so I'm doing some other stuff in the meantime. So, um, congratulations, you uh, you make the stage today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I, I'll take just send all of it to California. Oh, what? Whatever I get for being on the stage today. <laughs> oh, you you get a congratulations. <laughs> Thank you, Nate. I appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah, there's a couple other rooms going on, and they look pretty, uh, pretty full. So we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens here. I only have a short amount of time today, anyway, so that works out fine, well, I guess. I'm not gonna try to cut you short. I'm not gonna try to mess you up. I'm just gonna try to have fun. <laughs> <clears throat> Aren't you having fun? Ain't that what you do this for? Fun? Uh. Well, it's nice when fun can be had, but primarily, no. If I wanted fun, I'd be, I don't know, playing video <laughs> games or hanging out by the pool relaxing or, I don't know, some, something else. Um, talking about religion with people who don't like religion is not typically what I think of as, as fun. So if, <laughs> if a good conversation can be had, then that's a bonus. But um, fun isn't how I'd categorize it. Well, fun is not the right word to use. I, I have to... I hate to have to, but I will agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we got about 80 degrees. What? Uh, I guess Florida's pretty, I guess it's about springtime in Florida, huh? Uh, yeah. It's 80 degrees where you are? Yeah, the trees are just now putting on leaves. And there's plenty of pollen in the air right now. Is it making you sneeze? It doesn't bother me, but it bothers some others tremendously. Let's see a guy in the chat. I bet Bob has. Uh, says, have you ever had a street epistemology discussion? No, I 
I do my work behind the screen of a computer. I am not really a public street person. I'll leave that to the people who that is their thing. Yeah. Yeah, all I know is... How about you, Bob? Do you go Bob? talk to people on street corner? Uh, well, the only Bob. Bob. No, you, Bob. Do you go talk to street people on uh, street corners and stuff? Or Well, I haven't in years. I used to do that in Dallas about, I guess, 35 years ago. Uh, but that was a long time ago. Uh, morning e-bike. So what's on your mind today, Bob? Oh, I'm just now trying to see what these people have come up with. You know, people come up with stuff all the time, man. Nate. <laughs> uh, uh, what people are you talking uh, about? Human people. I mean, there are some of them around. Not Not many, but some. Specifically right now, just whatever human people are coming up with, or is there a certain group of human people? Yeah, male and females. Are there, how many genders are there, Bob? <laughs> you'd have to ask your buddies about that. I thought it was two till uh, found out there's 50 shades of gray. Well, apparently we all agree on the two thing. At least the people <laughs> we're talking about. Hey, I don't... You might guy. I did, I did, yeah, there you are. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah, go ahead. I was just telling him I, I sent an invite. I saw his hand, and sometimes it doesn't always work. But he's here. What were you saying, Bob? I, I was just saying, yeah, I mean, there's 50, I didn't know there was 50 shades of gray, you know, until a few years ago. Well, if you don't care about people's feelings, there aren't. <laughs> What's up, Mr. E-Bike? <laughs> 50 shades of gray is, that's bad. It's like promoting um, bad sexual things for women. I didn't, I had no idea. I mean, I didn't know you what You just heard the title or something? It's basically that it's a movie or a book, and it was really popular, and it, it glorifies rape. It's really horrible. No, it's not rape. Okay. Well, Chris in chat says... <laughs> Uh, can I get your level of confidence uh, in God on a scale from zero to a hundred? Uh, you know? Yeah, I got a hundred. Let me let me mute my mic. What the hell? What? A lot of people talking. Yeah, I mean, I'd say I'd say a hundred, but then I'm trying to think how you would demonstrate that instead of just being like arbitrarily like one hundred. I mean, I guess like I, I yes, Reb. He's doing street appearance. No, 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 but before he does that, I would actually say you, a Christian, should never be at 100 because you should always seeking to have a better understanding of God. And that better understanding is the kind of the fact you know there's a gap between it. So it's kind of like it's 100 minus epsilon ever approaching closer, closer and closer. It's kind of how I would think Christians should be approaching. Well, cure, well no, that would – well, well, because that – well, well, yeah, hang on. That would be like before um, – it was confidence in God. Like, you know, I, I imagine he meant the existence of God. So I'd say that would be a hundred. So I agree with you, Rab, that, you know, we should always be seeking to better understand. But I mean, we wouldn't have to always seek to better understand whether or not God exists. Like, that's absolute. Like, he exists or he doesn't. So if we get, yes, I totally will claim Gnostic revelation that God 100% exists. Well, then what you said, Rab. Like, yeah, I always seek a better uh, better understanding of God. But I mean, does that make sense? Uh, what, e yeah, fair enough. 
Oh, well, he's doing like he's doing street epistemology, yes. which is this like thing that they invented to. It's basically like a way to evangelize atheism. I and hate I think street it's really, epistemology so much. Yeah, it's really sinister because they just they just ask you like, oh, like what's your confidence in this belief? <sighs> and then they just keep asking you like, what's the evidence for your belief? It's and they go, slimy well, and duplicitous. Your evidence. Yeah, they they just keep asking for evidence because you can keep asking. Someone presents evidence, and you just ask, "Well, what's the evidence for the evidence? What's the evidence for the evidence for the evidence?" You can do that to absurdity. It's, it's the it's opposite like, of a precept. No, no, it's the exact opposite of a precept. Street epistemology is to atheism as precept is to Christianity. It's a disgusting, slimy way to go about. So yeah. I liked it. So, so how would you be charitable about that? Because like, I'm, I'm not really familiar with it. Cause you know, I'm more of a private person. Like when I go out, I don't seek the public square. So like I've, um, even if I did, like, I don't, I don't routinely visit like, you know, major areas where there would be this type of thing going on. So, um, so if I'm being I mean, charitable, I get the basic, <clears throat> yeah. So if I'm being charitable, how do I go about selling you? Like you show up to my used <clears throat> car lot and I'm going to sell you a car. And so I need to walk you through. You are totally objecting to buying a car right now. You're just looking. It's not in your budget. You were just thinking about it. And now here you are talking to me, and I'm now going to convince you you should buy a car. That's basically what street epistemology is doing. It's like, why are you not thinking you want this car? Why aren't you? Why are you doubting you should buy this car? Let's talk about what it would take to get you in this car today. And so it's, it's exactly that. Oh, and uh, Curio, yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, right now there is Rab, who is a uh, you know demon atheist, and Ebike, who I, I actually <laughs> don't know what you are, and then Bob, who um, espouses some sort of Christianity. So, um, you know, I would say you have a little bit of a tough crowd. Um, I'm not. I try to see the reasonableness in everything. So, um, I'm just not super familiar, other than you know, the very the very arm length um, type things. But I don't know like you know a script or anything like that. So, just so you know, yes, I definitely want people to ask questions. Um, anyways, but this is the crowd you're asking to, um, but, um, 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 what was I going to say? Okay. So like, instead of, instead of like slimy, I guess I would equate that to like some sort of like when an atheist makes an argument against God and I'm just like, okay, you either have to be like the dumbest person alive, um, which I doubt, or you're intentionally being dishonest right now. And I would call that super slimy. Um, is that, is that, would you say from your view, it's, yeah. The slime part, the slime part that I have with it is the street epistemologists always present themselves like if you talk to a honest inquiry and he's like, oh, here I am just asking questions. I just want to know. And so it's the misrepresentation of your actual motivation. That's what is slimy to me. It's not okay, so, an oh. actual honest inquiry. It's a I'm going to ask questions to cause more and more. OK, so so. I think I think we're on the same track because I think someone in my family does this. Um, it, it would be like um, not immediate family. It would be like um, if if they, for example, if um, they're talking about lunch reservations and they want a certain type of food, knowing that I probably am not going to suggest that type of food. So instead of being like, "Hey, you want to go get pizza right now?" They'll try to like slow walk me to an epiphany where I make they make it think make me think it's my idea. Yeah. So they don't have to they don't have to be upfront. And I'm like, dude, why don't you just say? And they're like, hey, you know, I don't really know if uh, Mexican food sounds good today, or I don't 
I don't know. You probably don't want salad, right? Like, don't you think something else would be better? Or, oh, what was that one restaurant, like on the corner of 23rd? Yeah. They're like, the pizza place. You know it's the pizza place. You want pizza. Just say you want pizza. Say you want pizza. They're like, no, no. If you don't want pizza, I'm like, you want pizza. Say you want pizza. Oh, my God. Say you want pizza. And like, I'm yeah. just saying, I'm like, do you realize how insulting that is? I'm like, from the time you said, I don't really feel like Mexican food, I know you want pizza. I know that's yes. where you're going. Like it's, it's so it's not like the content of like them trying to walk me to pizza. It's the insulting of my intelligence, which I guess if I was a more humble person, I would just be like, okay, that sounds fine. And let's go get pizza. That's wonderful. It's totally yes. my idea. Um, yes, exactly. So it's, it's like that insulting the intelligence. So, so right. then is there a way to, uh, I don't know. Is there a way, is there a, hmm, I, don't, I, guess, I guess it I would be motivation. So, so I think my, my way to do it less slimy is to say, is to start up like, so Pine Creek does a version of this where he will say, look, I am an atheist. I am going to attempt to trap you in a contradiction. I am going to attempt to um, spring a trap on you at some point. That's what I'm doing. So beware, every time you ask, if you're interacting with me, I am leading you towards a trap. That's what I'm attempting to do. And so he's extremely upfront with what his motivation and what he's doing. And people ask, well, why are you doing this? He's like, for the kicks. I get a, I get a, you know, a little dopamine rush out of people like seeing kind of distance in people. So I enjoy it. So he's extremely upfront and that's not slimy in my book because so if you, you continue to engage, that's your problem. You know, I asked this okay. guy about his positions and then he gave me this thing about like, I, what I think is like an excuse was like, well, I don't want to say my position. Cause I think if I tell you my position, it'll yeah. influence to answer my questions. And that's so slimy. Yes. There you go. So in your mind, you would rather have like the guy that's like, you know, like John the Baptist style, like in the middle of the public square, like, you know, like hair all crazy, like wild, interesting eye in his look, like with a big sign, like repent, the end is near. Do not burn in hell. Repent and believe the gospel. You would rather that so you can be like, OK, well, unless I want that, which you probably wouldn't, you'll just circle a wide way around that guy. Is well, that, I mean, that would be more honest. <laughs> right. So, Nate, Nate, you and I, like, I know you're a Christian. I have no doubt where you stand. I have no doubt where Chris Ross stands. I have none, no doubts at all, right? We, we both know, if, you know where he stands and we all, we all get this. You know where I stand. I'm not coming in here some wishy-washy, I don't know if God exists. I'm not putting my flag anywhere. I'm not doing that. So I'm very honest and open about what my current position is. And we have good discussions and it's very entertaining and we actually get along quite well and it's very friendly and hospitable. That's what I appreciate. So I don't need... You know, two fire like Richard Dawkins and John the Baptist screaming at each other in a public square. It's a Jerry Springer show where it's good to watch for like five minutes and walk off. I get what you're saying. And I guess I mean, I guess, you know, Curio, by the way, mentions he explains to people. So, I mean, you know, if that's if that's true, then I guess that's what you said about the the other atheist guy that explains before he does whatever. So yep. I, anyways, just read the comments in case no one else is. I think it's kind of like so they're basically running like a Socratic method on you. And the, I think it's it's kind of unethical because they're leading you down a path by asking these questions. They're leading you down a path, but the person they're asking the questions is like unaware of the direction they're being led. Yeah. And I feel like that's like unethical. Cause it's agree. like deceptive. Yes. hundred percent agree with you. Rarely do I do that e-bike, but in this case, yes, I, I do agree hundred percent with you. Yeah. Everything goes down a path. Don't ever forget that. There's this path, that path, Nate's path, and the other path. So, Nate, I do have a question, though, since we've started Fifty Shades of Grey, it did Why, spring over yes. my mind. What is your opinion on 
So married couple, man and woman, loving relationship. Is there any consensual act that they should not do with each um, other yes. in their behind closed? Hang on. <laughs> uh, so I, I want to say like in a very, um, there will be caveats, but I, I want to say like very prima facie answer. Um, no, that being said, I guess no is not really no. Okay. Hang on. I guess no is, I, how can I? I'm about to tell you how I can. So, so I want to say, I mean, I guess no really doesn't mean no, but just, just to kind of, maybe I'm the street epistemologist, but uh, I, I just wanted to put that out there. Go ahead, e-bike, and then I'll, I'll give my caveats in a minute. So no doesn't really mean no, but I'm, I'm trying to divide the line because some people will be like, you know, um, don't, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I'm trying to divide between Christian legalism that would say, you know, uh, like, for example, like, missionary style, only this, like, you know, with a hole in the sheet, because, you know, bodies are sacred or something like that. And I'm like, no, that's stupid. So I was trying to address that with like a hand wave, like, no. But then, you know, if we're, if we're talking about like, probably where e-bike is about to go, um, then yeah, there would be some things I'm like, okay, even if someone is consensual, um, this is a bridge too far. Yeah. Um, Go ahead, go ahead, e-bike. Maybe I'm just like, my mind is too depraved. You guys don't think about these things, but like, there's cases like someone consents to cannibalism like they'll consent to like letting the person eat them and it's part of like a sexual thing so i don't even if they consented i don't even think i don't think like consent doesn't mean good or something just because they consented it's okay to eat them so yes yeah well, yeah, and I mean, and there's also you know the biblical guidelines for example like i i would i would have a hard time thinking you could be like, well, I'm a cannibal, but I don't consume any blood in the meat, um, which, gosh, this is weird. This is not your normal conversation. But I mean, you know, like anything that would like the Bible would say, like, well, can we say no, no permanent harm is like an example that pretty much everybody should go with. If you said sexual acts that result in no permanent harm, uh, because well, that so, way I mean, there, like, you don't want to just want to spank. Well, there's also, I mean, you know, the biblical standards, right? So, I mean, first of all, I mean, I guess even you as an atheist, you know, you're well enough. Um, adjusted to the christian stuff that i mean if it's like okay husband wife let's let's you know consensually bring in like a third and fourth and fifth party and have some real fun obviously that would you know be a big problem for the the biblical uh biblical idea of marriage so we're not you're not even suggesting that right like you would know exactly. that no, that no 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 this is this is a married couple closed doors period so i'm not trying to invite like you know threesome yeah. foursome so I, I, really think, that. I really think along the 50 shades of gray thing i think that was a good example so i think like on the very very um very tame level of that um you know because i i think you know the whole thing is about intent right and like you know love yourself and you know or love your wife as yourself and you know treat them how yourself and then people are just like oh what if i'm a sadist what if i like being punished and i can punish my wife i'm like wow dude that's a great example of a pharisee like you know taking the letter of the word and missing the entire spirit of the word it's like generally people don't like to be beat um you know the few that do figure out what the rest of us mean by you know treat others the way you want to be treated it's not like that. It's just be a good, decent person to them and be helpful and loving and kind. Um, not, you know, how far can I beat them because I'm really into that. <laughs> um, but on, on a very tame level, like I have a friend um, who, who, uh, you know, him and his wife, you know, that we, we talked about that before. And he's like, hey, what do you think? You know, you know, we're kind of into, into the – it was actually around the Fifty Shades of Grey stuff. Maybe it was right before that really came out or got popularized. But I'm like, sure, do what floats your boat. And, it, you know, I mean it sound, sounded very, very – a tame level of that and um you know he's like well where do you draw the line i'm like for me you know i i I don't know where you draw the line like you know that's not really that's not really my deal um 
So I, I imagine, like, it, it, even if it's consensual, there's got to be a certain point where it's like, why are you doing this? Like, you know, if you're trying to be like a God-fearing, following Christian, it's like, you know, even if she's like, yes, beat me harder. Or he's like, oh, step on me with your stilettos. Uh, you know, just don't, I don't know, leave permanent marks this time. I'm like, well, are you really trying to love your spouse the way Christ loves the church and doing that? There's got to be some point. So maybe it's like, oh, I don't know. Like, so, oh, tie me so up with a pink yes. lacy scarf. Maybe that's maybe that's fine. But if it's like, oh, you know, stab stab a hole in my foot with your stiletto, I'd be like, no, that's that's not really demonstrating Christ's uh, love for the church. And wow, what a topic. <laughs> well, so some some might uh, like I wrote that or uh, sarcastically point out that uh, from the number of churches that were destroyed in earthquakes and whatnot, maybe hey, stepping hey, on a st- with a stiletto is kind of- what gets Bob to leave stage. <laughs> oh, and he brought it up. The um, the Bible actually talks about stuff like this. Like Paul says that, like the the man's body should belong to the woman, and the woman's body should belong to the man. In terms of like w- when each desires sex, because he said, um, if you like withhold sex, then you you could potentially cause your partner to sin by like cheating on you or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it does talk about that, like your body is not your own, but, you know, the others. And again, it's not like, oh, your body is mine, so, you know, do all this weird messed up stuff. It's like, no, Pharisee, spirit of the law, not letter of the law. And he he encourages us to get married because he knows that we're, like, sexual deviants. So he's like, just get married and then you'll sin less. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad way to go about it. Like, we were just talking about that like, when, on a Facebook group. There was, like, you know, it was Catholicism. Someone's asking about, like, why priests have to take vows of celibacy, which, great question. I, I disagree with that. Um, it's like, why, like, yeah, you know, yeah. in, in Acts, like, you know, Paul talks about, you know, like, don't drink blood, uh, don't eat food offered to idols, uh, you know, don't be sexually immoral. And let's not, it seemed good to us and the Holy Spirit not to place any more burdens on you than this. You'll do well if you live by these. So it's like, then why do you, and even the law, like when Peter and Paul were talking about circumcision, falling back under the law, he's like, why would you subject people to burdens even we can't keep? And you have to see a parallel between the Catholic Church and people that demand vows of celibacy from their clergy. And the answer, like I even got it today before I started this, the answer was, oh, well, you know, it's, it's to, you know, be, be, uh, pure and dedicate your whole life to god i'm like great like paul that's an admirable intent the problem is even the bible doesn't demand it paul says you should be like this if you can control yourself but if you can't control yourself the alternative to burning with lust go get married um so there's no reason the catholic church should say okay well that's cool what the bible says but we're going to demand you take a vow and once you take that vow when you realize you cannot keep it then you have to you know break your vow and be like ostracized for the church and go away um, because that's the only alternative because we're not going to let you break your bow. Like it should be like, I don't know, it should be like a pledge or commitment. It shouldn't be like a solemn oath because, you know, when people try to fulfill this oath and they cannot and the Bible doesn't even require it, then, you know, it's like you, you know, it's like people say when you watch porn, you have to watch more and more messed up stuff to like, you know, get your rocks off. So it's like, you know, if people would normally just be satisfied with like a wife and it's like, okay, well, can't have a wife, can't have a wife. And the, and this like dam keeps building up until they're like snap one day and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to like, you know, go after the next thing around me and there's little timmy who's an altar boy who's the next thing around them like i mean it's like is there any wonder why there there's problems like this and then people compare it to well why are abuse rates so high across the board well the general devious heart of man and the sinful nature is what the bible says but i mean why add one more thing like just because everyone competes with a sinful nature doesn't mean that catholic priests should compete with a sinful nature and also a vow they can't keep like 
let's not heap extra stuff on top of them. Poor guys. Like, they're already wrong about their theology. Let's not make it worse. <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, kidding, not kidding. I agree. Like, I think God could call someone to the clergy and also call the same person to marriage. And then, like, who's the Catholic Church to tell them they can't do that or something? And then, um, should I have had a question with that? I can't remember. Oh, oh, the oath thing. Um, yeah, the, you're saying how the church makes the priest swear an oath. Doesn't the Bible say we're not, Jesus said, like, we're not supposed to swear an oath, like, let your yes be yes and your no be no? It does say that, you know, I mean, they, they say vows, so I actually don't know if it's, like, a one-way uh, thing, or I, you know, let's look into that, unless someone knows a like, vow what the is actual like, vow like is. A subtle difference, a vow is slightly different than an oath or something, I don't know. The... But, I mean, yeah, I would say they'll, you know, yes be yes and no be no, except still, even if they said, yes, I will be celibate, or, you know, I think they say chaste, but, I mean, celibate, whatever. It means you can't have a can't have a, a spouse. Um, so they could call it chaste or celibate or whatever. I mean, there's a difference in terms. But anyway, so I mean, even if you said yes, I will be celibate, you still don't want to commit to something you you can't keep. Um, you know, assuming they can't keep it. So I mean, the ones that do, yeah. great, wonderful. But you know, you didn't, you shouldn't have had to, you know, make a vow for that. Um, you should just. So you know, I have. Yeah. So I have a little bit of a, a strange question. Does anyone know why, like, the priest just doesn't take the L and get a prostitute versus going with the homosexual statutory rape destroy a young child's life approach? Like, how does that happen? What? Well, they do. Well, yeah. First off, <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, wait. I'll give an. I'll give an answer though. Number one is. They do that other thing. It's just that that's a lot easier to keep quiet. No one really cares or looks into it, and no one's hurt, so it's okay. So we don't know the rate that that is happening, right? Because it isn't investigated. So yes, they do that. But on that second point is, like, and it, I don't even know where to go with that. I'll stop there. I think they if someone was into little boys, then they probably wouldn't want a prostitute. So I don't, I don't know, well, like, right? Well, you that's know, that's, that's, that's yeah, that's a mix. Uh, I mean, I've. <laughs> Gosh, this is going to be my new metaphor now. It's like I, I've said this like three times in the last three days. It's like it's a mix-and-match combo at McDonald's. So I'm, I'm sure there's different strokes for all these folks. And it's like some priests are probably like, you know, if you ask them, they're like, yes, I'm totally homosexual. That's why I'm taking a vow of celibacy because I can't have sex with who I want to have sex with because that would be a sin. Therefore, I will force celibacy on myself. So maybe a lot of them are like, you know, would be admittedly gay going into the priesthood. That's just like their kind of their kind of way to to temper themselves. They're like, OK, well, I can't you know be who I really want to be because that's a sin before God. So I'm just going to not have sex with anyone until that damn breaks. And they're like, ah, and then as far as like, you know, the like if someone is, I don't know, maybe would just be completely straight, um, admittedly be straight. And then just it's like we we're talking about, like who's to know which one this applies to. But. If they're like straight, but they suppress that so long and so long and so long and their mind wanders and gets more and more and more like, you know, messed up and more and more and more um, ideas come into their head, then maybe that's what takes a person from wanting, you know, a normal wife and relationship to a straight prostitute to a gay prostitute to, you know, little boys or freaking animals. Who knows? So, I mean, maybe maybe what once would have been a normal, well-adjusted, heterosexual male whatever with one spouse um, has now turned into someone who's eyeing goats in a certain way just because they've suppressed their normal urges so long that, I don't know, neurons in their brains have seriously gone awry, and now they're just looking at anything. I mean, maybe if we put the wrong kind of, like, fruit or pie in front of them, that would be a problem.
That's that's got to make sense. That has I to make have, sense. Don't leave me out here in a limb. I am speechless after you said eyeing a goat. I mean, that's not really a problem with Christianity, as far as I understand it. There's some other people that have issues with that. The stereotype goes, but I mean, you know, I just want to be an equal opportunity, um, depravity of man type person. So, basically, more and more depraved, messed up ideas is is the point. So, um. What would have been, what would have been, and you know, someone else was arguing about that once, and they're like, "Well, no, just because you know, if what you say is true, then they should just uh, kind of like uh, what I think CEO said, um, they should just go for a prostitute." It's like, well, yeah, maybe if that was like week one, but I mean, you know, if you're on year six, then you're like, "I'm celibate, I'm celibate, I'm celibate," and then you just like completely freak out and are willing to like, you know, chase after anything, uh, whether that's male, female, boy, girl, uh, you know, adult, child, old lady. And again, the Bible addresses this all as just messed up depravity, <laughs> which, you know, the, hear, hearing the Calvinism point, the total depravity, that hits a certain way. I'm like, total depravity? But then, I mean, you know, we have conversations like this, and we realize that, that you know, people really do this. I'm like, you know, I understand that more and more. I get it now. Oh, yeah. It was actually- uh, Emmanuel, you haven't. Oh, was- I was going to check in with Emmanuel and brother. They haven't spoke yet. Yeah. Emmanuel, what's up? Um had another question um yep, sure so philippians chapter four i was reading that yesterday last night and then the first um like there's two verses so let me start with like the first one that i had a question about um where philippians chapter four verse six where it says do not be anxious about anything but in everything, everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. What does supplication mean? Is my question. It means like things you ask for, asking for something, right? I mean, uh, yeah, but I want to, I want to get an actual def, uh, yeah, like petition. It's going to be a petition, but I want to get you an actual definition. But in my, in my translation, it actually doesn't say supplication. So let me find one okay. that does. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm reading the ESV. Okay. Well, yeah. While we're, while I'm actually at my computer today, let's just go to uh, Strong's Concordance. But yeah, it's going to be like petition, request. It's going to be something like that. But let's just be exact, since I can be. Okay. Uh, with prayer and supplication. Okay, Philippians 4, 6. Blueletterbible.org. Yeah, check that out too, by the way. Anyone that hasn't yet. Yeah, yeah. Blueletterbible.org. Yeah. That's a great resource where you can go and uh, look up the original words and everything. So okay. let's do that right now. Let's find out the original. But yeah, it's going to be re- request or petition. I know that. Hmm. Why would you look up the original word? Because I think the original question was addressed. So now let's just go one step deeper. Uh, yeah, so like the act of asking or uh, sincerely, earnestly, humbly requesting something. Uh, example oh, would be, yeah. you know, f- fell on his face in supplication. So, yes, very not like, God, you say I can have anything, so give me G6. Now, let's go, baby. Mm. Woo! Um, it'd be like, okay. God, creator of heaven and earth, I am so humble and glad for your salvation. Thank you, uh, you know, for reconciling to yourself. You know, if it be in your will, I would, you know, pray like you get it, like, uh, like the okay. heart heart place anyways okay um second question um further down in chapter four um it's verse 17 um and i think he is 
commending, like as I'm reading it, um, he's commending the Philippian church, the Philippian um, church, just for um, their kindness towards him and and the kindness that they're shown towards um, everyone else, um, you know, spreading the gospel in that area. So, so like, as I was reading this, I was just kind of confused as to um, what he was saying here. In verse 17, he said, not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases your credit. I guess um, I didn't. Yeah, I guess I didn't understand what that meant. Like, um, what's what's the gift? What's the fruit? And what's the credit? Okay, hang on one second. Let's wrap up the loosen first. Sure. G eleven sixty two, Deasis. That's the word. And yes, it means as we all said. Um, it goes a little bit further and says, seeking, asking, entreating, and entreaty to God mm. from man. So, okay. Okay. What was the other passage? Verse 17. Not okay. that I seek the gift, um, but I seek the fruit that increases your credit. So, so I was just interested as to what the gift like what did he mean like by the gift and the fruit and the the credit um yeah just just that verse there well context yeah. is key so if we're yeah. starting in verse 17 let's uh, get a better idea so like this sure. chunk starts all the way back at let's see it looks like around 10 so sure. if anyone else would like to speak real quick let me just read this thing in context and i'll be right back or is everyone reading this in context right now? Because that would be the smart thing to do. <laughs> is everyone Christian here? That's uh, like the six people. Um, I'm actually Rap, uh, no. Rap, uh, it's a mixed audience. How about you, King? No, I'm not Christian. I'm just uh, came to ask some questions, I guess, like or see sure. some. Answers. Were you King Kino? Were you on Discord? Do I know? Maybe I'm. I'm. You, uh, do you know, like Johnny and Bart. No. Oh, okay, I know hang Johnny. On. Uh, Emmanuel. Uh, it yeah. seems like. Yeah. So it seems like. Yeah, Paul's talking about the spiritual benefits. So he's not wanting gift or credit for like material gain, like from these. Okay. Someone has an open mic. He's not wanting material gain from these people. He's to focused rather on like you know the increased faith and like the spiritual benefit, not like some okay. sort of material benefit from from being there. Okay. Because yeah, the next verse in verse eighteen says, "I have received um, full payment and more. I am well supplied, ha having received from Epaphroditus um, the gifts that the gifts that you have sent, the gifts you have sent." Um, sending him money. They were sending Paul money. You know that, right, Nate? What? The churches sent Paul money. Yes. Yeah. I thought is that what he's so, talking about? So that's that. That was my question. Is is there? I guess I'm asking because I mean the surface would be yes, money. But like, is there maybe a deeper implication? To what he... Well, yeah, I mean, in verse 16, it says, you know, you sent me money. It says, even in Thessalon uh, Thessalonica, Noka? Thessalonica, whatever, you sent me money for my needs. So he's is the whole thing is about God's provision. So yeah. 
if I shorten this into a sentence, it'd be like, thanks for your help. Uh, appreciated. But my real benefit comes from spiritual, you know, spiritual stuff from God. If I could okay. summarize that in a sentence, okay. that's how I would say it. Okay. And, you know, he, it's somewhere around here where he talks about the worker is deserving of his wages and, you know, he's a tent mm -hmm. maker. So, you know, and people definitely, and, you know, he instructs people to give people uh, earthly provisions, but here mm -hmm. he's saying, you know, great things, but my real benefit is from God and spiritual. Mm. So he's saying like your faith in God is more rewarding to me than the money you send me or something like that. Uh, that wasn't what I was saying, but yeah, I mean, I think you could read that into it, but yeah, he's saying like, you know, I, Paul have benefited spiritually from God by doing his will. Uh, but yeah, so. Okay. I see what you're saying. But I mean, that, what you said may not be wrong. I, I'd need to read it again, but I'm not going to do that right now. But yeah, I mean, because there's plenty of places where he said he goes as far as to say, you know, I, I don't think I, I don't know if he really means this. But he's like, you know, I would give up my own salvation if it meant you guys being saved or other people being saved. Um, mm -hmm. So he definitely, you know, talks about more in, in other places, even if not in this chunk where he's like, uh, look, I see these good deeds. I see the fruit. I see the, you know, the labor paying off for, you know, what me and Timothy and other people have done. And I see that, you know, you're, you're following Christ. And he talks about, you know, this is a, this is a great thing too. So what you said, I could also agree with, um, e even if it doesn't outright say it here, it definitely does in other of his letters. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that was his heart and that was like his mindset. Okay. That's interesting. He'd want to give his salvation to others, but it makes sense. Cause like, if you've been saved by Christ, that means you're very loving and if you love others, you like want the best for them. And obviously the best is to be saved by Christ because that brings us great joy. So you'd want that for other people more than like you'd want to give more than you receive. Type of thing. Yeah, I mean, I like I, I believe that's probably a metaphor because, I mean, you know, no matter how much you, you love other people, like, you know, if you're giving up your eternal security with Christ uh, for other people, mm -hmm. I mean, that would be, um, you know, it's, I guess, noble, like great. I, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> um, and by the way, there's no need to do you can, that. You can trade your salvation for every atheist on Clubhouse to be saved. Do yeah. you take the greatest uh, demonstration of love is to sacrifice your life for another person, the Bible says. Mm -hmm. Right, this natural life, not a spiritual existence. So, I mean, you know, if there was someone that wanted to be like, sure, send me to hell forever so every atheist on earth can be saved. Well, first of all, that's a hypothetical because, you know, we can all be saved. So everyone can, uh, without without sacrificing their eternal soul, can mm. be saved by calling on the name of Jesus. But in that hypothetical, uh, no, bro. Like there's a church in like every corner in America. So um, I'm 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 good with God. I'm going with Christ. Um, you should too. But I'm I'm not. You know, like you know, I and that goes above even like you know laying down his life for his friends. Like if you're if you're like dying to protect someone in this natural world, um, you know, giving up your eternal salvation is in no way what that's talking about. Uh, but yeah, if you want to like, you know, jump in front of a gun to try to save a baby, then then good job. You're a hero. Um, well, before we get to King Rafast, brother, you haven't said anything. Do you want to say something being next in line? Three, two. Sorry, who's in next? One. Was it me you said or someone else? That was brother, but he can't speak. So I guess it's you. What's up, King? Yeah, no, I just wanted to ask a few questions like. um more geared towards like the person of Christ and like his natures. So, okay. I'll just begin, I guess. Like, um, yeah, like 
for me at least, like the issue I sort of have with like the incarnation is um, we're saying that Jesus is the person of Christ, right? We have two contradictory like properties that we're predicating of this of this one being, right? Like on the one hand, we're saying that Jesus is you know all knowing, you know changeless, um, you know omnipotent. We have all these divine qualities and properties. And then on the other hand, we have, you know, you know, almost their negations, right? Like, um, we have obviously like not all knowing and we have like, you know, not all powerful, you know, subject to change, um, among other things. Right. So to me, without adopting some sort of like heretical view of say like either like Nestorianism or, or like Apollinarianism or, or some other sort of, you know, sort of heretical views. I just don't see how you could, you know, um, make sense of, or just get out of the, like the apparent, and it seems like an apparent contradiction. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to know if you, like what you guys think of that and you just say you guys have any solutions. You just say it's a paradox. Well, so what specifically? Yeah, I mean, you would uh, say it's a paradox, but like, what's the solution, so, right? So, so, well, well the solution is—I mean, you know, there's plenty. Well, well, the, the the solution is there's plenty of people who aren't in Nestorianism, and uh, you know, they don't take a heretical view; they take a very orthodox view. Um, so, I mean, clearly, there is a way to do it, at least in you know, like a billion plus people's minds, um, because they would actively say they they are doing it. But I mean, do you have a specific like? I I, I haven't. I, I know where you're going, but like, just so we can talk like you know, apples and apples, like, do you have some contrasting scriptures or verses you'd like to talk about? Like the big ones? My issues really aren't vague. really like scripture related. Like to me, oh, okay. it's more of so like throw out some logic, examples. I guess. Yeah. Okay. So like, for example, if you have God that the Bible says God knows all things, then what would you contrast that with? Well, I mean, I, I would, I would just grant that, right? Like, like I would grant that you believe that uh, God is all knowing. Um, but the issue is like, like the doctrine, right? Like, you you believe, I mean, Jesus incarnated, and he took on like a human body and a human soul, or you want to say spirit, or whatever it means to to have the human nature, right? But sure. This- this is only an issue for like analytical logic and the Bible isn't necessarily like a logic book. So I don't, I don't, I don't think it's good to use logic to critique the Bible when it's not like meant to be logical. Well, I wouldn't go that far cause we still don't know where he's going yet. Like so far he's granted God knows all things and that's what I believe. Oh, I so I'm, I'm looking for, I'm looking for where God doesn't know all things. And I'm thinking like Jesus in the Bible where he says no one knows the day or the hour. Which you know we we have an answer for that. I mean, it may not be mm-hmm. convincing to you, but I mean that's that's the answer we have, which is why we can be have this orthodox view and not be Nestorian or stand outside of orthodoxy. So I mean, if that's yeah, I mean, if that's where yeah, we're I know going, like a few answers from, to it. I think it's like the verse in Matthew, but like that's not well, really like, my issue, like because I know okay. like all like the scripture ones can be explained away in some form or another, but I think like my main issue is just. Like, we're saying that he's fully man, and if you accept that to be fully man is to, like, you know, be the negation of, like, the divine properties, like, then we're saying he's fully man, fully God. We're saying that he's 
you know, fully God or, you know, fully divine and also it's negation. So, so we have like contradictory predicates upon like the subject of Christ. Well, it's like a duality. It's not, it's not like one council. Like, yeah, it seems like you're seeing it as glass half empty. And I'd say the other view is Christians see this as glass half full. Like we're, we don't see well, it as a wash, a canceling out or one taking over the other. We see it as like a, you know, both things can to, both be true simultaneously. They, like in Philippians 2, 6, it says, you know, he was fully equal with God in every way, but didn't consider equality something to take advantage of. Instead, he humbled himself, taking the form of a servant. So, I mean, well, my, it says it right there in Scripture. My Bible scholar pointed this out, though. I think this is what he's saying, that, like, God is described as holy, and holy means unique. And so if God is unique, how can he be, like, fully human and unique at the same time? That's the contradiction. Well, holy means set apart. But, I mean, if yeah. is that where you're going, King? Well, yeah, set apart means unique. That's what it means. Okay. Is that he's totally he's totally different from everything creation. Not 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 in that sense. Like I guess someone else could say that, but um, like at least like mine, my argument is just like we have like these sort of predicates. So you said like there could be like a duality of this, but like yeah, I mean yeah, sure, like there could be a duality to it, but you just have to affirm some sort of like Nestorianism of like two persons of Christ or at least two minds, right? I don't do that at all. Um, Sorry? Well, welcome. Oh, I was going to see if Chris had anything to say, and then we have another guy that I want to get to, too. But yeah, I mean, oh, I, I mean, yeah. without without, without any more, like, kind of specific direction, I'd just say, you know, what I said and be like, well, no, I don't I don't see it that way at all. Like, I totally take Philippians 2.6, and maybe it's just a, a different philosophical bent, but I don't see it as one negating the other. I totally see it as, um, you know, it's like, I mean, it's almost like an, a lesser argument for the Trinity. It's like, how can God be three persons yet one? Wouldn't one at some point be so set apart that they're a different person? Or at some point, wouldn't one negate the other? Or like, how, how do you have this metamorphosis like merging going on? And it's it's kind of like you're, if you have a bent that takes you um, to compartmentalize the three versus one, that's like, I don't, I don't know exact the mechanics of this, but I, I see how it works. Like I see how it fits together, um, even though I can't explain everything. But, I mean, that's kind of like where I see it going, like the two types of people. But, Chris, did you have anything to say about this? And how was the other room, by the way? I saw it was quite full. Were you a bad Chris? Did you get kicked out? Or did you just love us so much over here? Of course, he's not speaking. Well, yeah, King, do you, do you want to say anything else? And then we'll check in with the other guy. But I, I don't know if we can keep... Yeah, I just anything else like... To say about that. I mean... Sorry, I'll be back in a minute. You could sort of even think about this as like, just like minds as well. Like if we say that there's, you know, the mind of Christ or like the consciousness of Christ, you know, we seem to be saying when we're just looking at the property of omniscience, like that this mind knows all, you know, all true things, right? In virtue of him having the divine essence or, you know, the divine properties. And then we're also saying... Uh, he has a human nature and so the same mind right not a different mind but the same mind also doesn't know all true things right and so there seems to be a contradiction here because we're saying that this mind knows all things and then at the same time its negation is also supposedly supposed to be true so that's where the contradiction is like i guess i mean i don't well, when really you say know contradiction, how much more... though, like well 
yeah, well, I mean, we'll wrap this up and then stick around. Like if you have more questions, like feel free, but I just, I just want to make sure we get to everyone. But um, I would say even from you who thinks, you know, this is a contradiction, like you could, you could probably think for like 30 seconds and think of ways it wouldn't be a contradiction, whether or not you believe it or think it's true or whatever, just like some hypotheticals, like, you know, the Philippians two, six that I keep coming back to. That's like how I, how I believe it goes. Like, you know, Jesus Colossians three, three says Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. And Philippians says, you know, he's totally equal with God in every way, but humbled himself. So whenever he humbles himself and Jesus is, the Bible says Jesus had to learn, you know, he had to learn the scriptures. He grew in stature. He grew in knowledge. So, I mean, I don't think, you know, the divine from the beginning of time, Jesus grew in stature. I think this is part of him humbling himself into this mortal coil. So yes, this, this dust bag suit we all have had to grow, had to learn, had to eat his vegetables. And I think that's it. So, you know, whenever he was freed from his mortal coil, like death on the cross, and, you know, I believe you that's think when too you know, much, the Bible bro. talks. You have to know. You have. So Jesus was not a Muslim. And if you could keep yourself in check for like 30 more seconds, we would get back to you. So whenever I say I think there's certain things the Bible or your Quran, peace be upon it, says, and you say this is what it says. When someone asks you something so abstract then the Quran, peace be upon it, does not speak to it. You have to either say, I can't speak, or you give what's called an opinion. That's what I'm doing. So the Bible doesn't outright say something. Either we say the Bible doesn't speak to it, I won't speak, or we say the Bible doesn't directly speak to it, I think this. Just like Paul says sometimes when he says, this wasn't a word from God, this is my own opinion. Otherwise, Paul would have been like, well, I guess I'll just end here. That's what we're doing. So I'm happy to bring you back up. But you got to check yourself, bro. Anyways, that's what I'd say. So I, I think, in my own opinion, since the Bible doesn't spell it out for us, that's how it went. And it talks about, you know, the Bible, like, you know, he who humbled himself, God's going to exalt all things and bring all things under subjection to him. I believe that's how the story goes. So when Jesus said it is finished and his, you know, mortal, mortal material being here was done. Uh, yeah, like when he says no one knows the date or the hour but the Father. I believe he totally knows that now that he's not, you know, humbling himself. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. That's good. Um, yeah, look, obviously, like, I mean, I haven't, I don't know. Like, yeah, like some of the verses, like the verses in Matthew where, you know, he doesn't know the hour. You know, those have been like, I guess, reconciled by um you know christians are you the person asking and others about, sorry go ahead was are you asking about the hour is that you uh that was that was no. an example that wasn't the actual discussion though oh, okay well real quick let's go to the next person real quick and hey tippy nice to meet you we'll get to you in just a second there's some other guy Hart, oh, nice to or meet whatever you. what's up greater than three Simon, are you speaking? Three, two, one. All right, Tippy, what's up? How's life? Life is good. Um, the only time I ever hear anybody ask about Jesus not knowing the hour, it's it's usually a Muslim. Um, but Jesus did know the hour. So even according to that verse, he knows the hour. It's not his job to declare it. It's the Father's job to declare the hour. Uh, the Greek word there is edu for um, where it, when it says no. So he does know the hour, but um, in Greek or just context clues, period, would tell you that he knows the hour and it's not his job while doing his um, 
you know, during his messiahship, I should say, to tell the hour. So that word there means to tell or to declare. Ah, thank you, Tippy. Yes, that's right. Chris, that's why you were saying no, 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 stabbing your voodoo doll at me, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> but if a Muslim asks that, um, I think it's Surah 4361, it actually says that Jesus knows the hour. He has, he has a knowledge of the hour. In, in Arabic, it's li'alamu. Uh, so I don't like no, the Muslims. No, it doesn't say that. that. It says it he's does. a sign. No, it says uh, alam in Arabic is knowledge. <laughs> Abe, do you want to answer this one? Because I don't know. You know look, it's, it just that, seems to be clear. Let, what's the verse again, Tippy? And then I'll look. I think it's sir, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll post it, and then I'll also post a scholar that's even saying exactly what I'm telling you. Yeah. So it's a common like it's a deception that Arabic Christians will will often pose. It's no, been it's refuted not, multiple times. It, it's but not an Arabic Christian basically, saying this. It's an it imam. says that it, it says that Jesus Christ is a sign of the end times, and and so she'll refer to to an opinion of one scholar that says, "Oh, this oh, somehow no. means that he has like possession of somehow like when when the hour will be." Um, but yeah, uh, like that scholar is in a hujana, so. Okay, it's also in Al Tabari and it's also in uh, Ibn Kathir. So, uh, this is my opinion. It it does from it says, yeah, it says it in Ibn Kathir. I have the tafsir. And Tabari, Tabari's tafsir. I, I mean, I'm not sure how much knowledge you have about like you know tafsirs or whatnot, but there's a lot of things in which he'll just mention some of the views of you know the Tabi'een and others. It's and not my not my issue. Yeah, it says <clears throat> and Jesus is not your what, sorry? Yeah, it's issue. not my issue. Because I'm not I'm not a Muslim. Like this is a Islamic book, so if a if a Muslim wants to throw their scholars uh, under the bus. Um, so tippy. It's not yeah, we're not throwing a scholar under the bus. We just do like just basic criticism. Yeah, so forty three sixty one. And yeah, the same yeah. word is used in uh, Surah thirty-one forty-three for Allah, because the that root word there is alam. It's knowledge. Mm -hmm. when, you say, when you say li alamu, it's talking about his knowledge, talking about Jesus. No, <laughs> that's not what it means at all. Okay, well, hang on. There's let's just hand wave this whole oh, issue. Wait, wait, hang, hang on. I'm now stabbing my own self. Okay, so the bigger issue here is just like kind of how, you know, I, I said before, there's an answer for everything, whether it's true or false or convincing or not, everyone's got an answer. So kind of how, how King, you were talking about, you know, Jesus and, uh, you know, how there's like duality or an historian bent, you have to be or be a heretic. And I said, no, that's not how a billion plus Christians believe it. Let us tell you how we believe it. The same but opposite thing is happening now. So I would say whatever your answer is for, for you guys, the question Tippy is happening, realize and give us grace that that's exactly what's happening here, right? So we believe, based on what you know, Tippy's saying, she believes, um, and I have no dog in this fight except accuracy, and I haven't looked in this. Anyways, the point is she's challenging one of, your, one of your claims using your holy text, and you're saying, no, no, that's not how we understand it. That's not how it really is, and then you're going back and forth. But then you have to concede that this same thing is happening here when you're trying to say, well, hey, Christian, you have a holy book, and this is what it says, and blah, 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 et cetera. And I say, no, no, you're misunderstanding it. As a lifelong Christian, let me tell you how we believe it. So I would just say for this conversation, 
you can't have one without the other. If but you're going Nate, to do that when tipping, Nate, when tipping challenge, wait, second, I don't want to be cut off. So no, not one second. So no, if I was talking you're to you. going to, if, okay. So if you're going to do that, when tippy kind of challenges you recognize that, you know, we're in the same boat. So when I will defer to you, whether or not I believe it or not, obviously, you know, I'm not Muslim. So I, I believe there's lots of problems with it, but you are not a Christian because you, I guess, believe there's lots of problems with it. You think your, your religion is fine. There's no problems. I obviously feel the exact same way. So I would just say we're we're on a similar playing field, or the opposite side of a coin. That's all. Yeah. So the symmetry breaker and and the analogy that you just brought, or like the parallel that you drew, is that I grant you your interpretation of your scripture, right? Like I'm sure you've studied a little bit more than I have, definitely on the Bible, you know, more verses, you know, the context, you know, some of the scholars and their sayings, you know, the way that their scholars and sayings should be interpreted um, in light of its contextual parameters and all of it, right? I grant you all that. And then I tried and see if there's a contradiction within like just basic, you know, philosophical logic. But with what, I mean, most Christians will do, um, like really it's just a Shias and and some of, you know, the, the inter, you know, medheb and the debates that, do we, you know, we really see the, like the philosophical, like the juicy arguments against Islam. Um, but really what Christians will just do is just argue um, to us about our own scripture and like what we believe about our scripture. Like she's saying, oh, no, even in the Quran, you know. Um, Jesus is, you know, somehow, you know, he has possession of this proposition, right? Namely, you know, the hour. And so it's like, you're telling me the way that I should, or at least her, right? Like she's telling me the way that my book is supposed to be interpreted and that Muslim scholars for 1400 years have gotten it wrong. And that we in fact do, you know, you know, uh, (laughs) I mean, we somehow like just accept that Jesus is, you know, uh, knowing of this hour, like if she was trying to like, if she did what I did right to you guys, she would say, look, I'm not going to make the claim that Jesus, you know, is, uh, you know, in, in possession of this proposition, but rather she'd say, I'll grant you your opinion on what you think this, you know, this, you know, this Aya means, right. Or this verse means or whatever, everything that you believe in your book, I'll grant you your interpretation of this. And in light of this, I will try and draw internal contradictions of the, you know, within my worldview, because that's exactly what I'm doing. Remember, every time you brought in, okay, you know, okay. a verse, so, I didn't argue with you or say, oh, this external, is it's the same discussion as yesterday. Kill me now. Yeah, so I mean, I would, I, I think this may have run its course. Like now, we're talking about the person more than the argument. I understand we're mingling them together, but I would say, you know, when you talk about Christians and you did clarify by, you know, I guess the specific person. But if the worst Christians do is, you know, argue and are kind of obnoxious, what was it two weeks ago? You know, we had people wanting to actually, uh, you know, meet us on a battlefield with swords and chop off our heads because we said we believe Jesus is God. So I'll just say that wasn't you. But, I mean, you know, we shouldn't put all Christians or all Muslims into a certain category. And, uh, you know, I would say even if we did, the, the worst from Christians you're going to get in this day and age is maybe some obnoxious comments. The worst we're going to get from, well, I guess the Muslims who said they wanted to murder us um, is that. So I would say, you know, let's, let's talk about the arguments I, uh, the content. Yeah, I posted all my sources on the, in the chat there. 
so if I actually posted the the, the Arabic from the Quran. Thanks, Tiffany. Um, uh, this is already well, on chat. Can I? Can yeah. Can I just uh, talk for you. a couple minutes? No, I appreciate it. Uh, I didn't know you were talking. I thought you. Yeah. Just... So, so um, alam in Arabic. This is this is basic Arabic 101 when you're going through vocabulary. Uh, the root where the <laughs> root word, word there is alam. Is it alam? Yes. It's alam. Alam. It has nine. Okay, but I'm American, so I don't really speak this language perfectly. Um, I do have an accent, uh, so it's an ein, uh, alam, and um, and a meme, which means okay. knowledge. You can type that into any Arabic. Oh, here I'll type it in actually because I have an Arabic keyboard. What's your claim again, Tippy? That alam is okay. located where? In it Arabic? means knowledge. It's right there. That's the word. You can copy and paste it into any Google translator, but I've also posted it up top where it says Adam. That, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Surah 4361, and I mm -hmm. posted it. And then also the same word, alam, which is the root word of li'alamu, is um, in 3134 that Allah knows the hour. Al-Tabari also says that that Jesus knows the hour, and so does Ibn Kathir. And then I also posted a video of an Okay. Oh, I posted the sources in the chat. Um, I also posted a video of an, I think he's either an imam or a sheikh. And I posted a video of him going over the Arabic. Can I please speak without interruption? I like, I, agree. I, I, I don't interrupt you guys. Yeah, go ahead. So, um, so th this isn't like my opinion. This is the opinion of the scholars of Islam, not me. So, um, and it would make sense theologically since Jesus is coming back that he would know when he's coming back. And with that, I'll yield. Yeah. So we don't agree. Like, like when we say the hour, yeah. Like, like Jesus, like whether or not we know, or, or at least he has the knowledge of when he's coming back. Um, we would just do tawakkuf on that. And we would say that, yeah, we neither have any, knowledge to to affirm you know that he has this knowledge or you know deny it at all so we just say that we don't know we don't have any revelation we can't say anything about the prophets um of that which they haven't said about themselves so that's that's the claim ibn kathir qurtubi tabari um these have all been answered throughout time and yeah like again like this isn't even like i mean yeah, like Nate, you, Nate, do you see like the issue here though, with the arguments? Um, again, yeah, I do. I, I, well, I, I do, and it, I mean it's a wash. Like I'm ready to move on, and Chris has probably killed himself. Exactly. Right now. Like I'm, I'm um, like I'm not gonna sit here and like talk to her about like my scholars and like justify why well, I take a certain position or why I find certain scholars to be a hujjah well, yeah, and, and you know, point, other ones not. Just, right? Yeah. And at this point, like from a Christian perspective, I'd say, you know, like we, I mean, the same way, same way you say you have your scholars. I mean, we have our, you know, church history, church fathers, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, just because someone finds, you know, some dumb Muslim that doesn't know their scholarship or some dumb Christian that hasn't studied and doesn't know stuff, even if like, what, are we going to waste hours of time? Um, and, you know, like, uh, it, well, hang on, are, are we going to waste hours of time uh, debating this for then someone of like, your position, King, to find someone and be like, Ha, see, Christian, your internal logic is inconsistent. Therefore, your God is wrong. Convert. While, like, a billion other Christians are like, no, that guy's totally wrong. Blah, blah, blah. Here's why. So it's like you can either work your way Christian by Christian or Muslim by Muslim and, you know, find find the very brightest and the very dullest 
when from the Christian perspective, it's, I think, more beneficial to be like, Jesus says, God, repent and believe the gospel, fall on your face and repent. Otherwise, there is a hellfire awaiting you for being enmity with God. And whether or not you think that's true or false, that is the, I think, the Christian position. What, Tippy? Um, and then so I want to the, talk to free. He hasn't yeah. Yet. So the so the only difference between Christianity and our church fathers, and um, and Islam and their tafsir is first of all, uh, you need the tafsir to understand what the Quran is talking about because the Quran doesn't really give a lot of information, which is why you have um, scholars that that give the interpretation of the verse. And I will um, adhere to what the scholars say rather than some you know, random Muslim that tells me that this has never been tackled before. It has never been tackled because it's never been brought up. It's never been an issue. These arguments are new as far as Jesus not knowing the hour. So I will appeal to the scholars because you need the scholars to interpret the, the, the Quran itself. Otherwise, it's it means nothing. Like, you don't know who Abu Lahib is. You don't know who uh, uh, Zaid is. So. Sorry? So you don't, so you need to know, you have to have the tafsir, the interpretation to understand what the Quran is saying. The Quran itself is, it's a book of almost nothing, really. So that's why I appeal to whoa, this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Okay. Like, before we go around again, hang on. Someone's uh, got to be the bigger person I, in this. Can I just not Free. speak to her? Like, I'm not going to address her. Well, hang on. I don't want to speak to anyone, but I guess it's my room and I have no choice. Free. Free me from this. You haven't spoke yet. Would you like to say something completely different yeah, yeah. this? Oh, unfortunately, it concerns this. So I just wanted oh, to, to, yeah, I know, I'm sorry. So one thing that I've noticed with Muslims is uh, you can present evidence of what their books say. As long as you are not a Muslim, they will challenge it to death. They will twist, turn, run, uh, do uh, backflips as long as you are not a Muslim. But when you go to their Muslim uh, rooms, you'll be amazed the stuff that they talk about. The, the things that they challenge the Christians, they, they, they mock the Christians, they make fun of Christians, they agree on that. And uh, uh, as uh, Tipi says, the Quran doesn't give you too much information. You don't know who Muhammad is, you don't know where he lived, you don't know who, which uh, women he married, how many women he married. You need the tafsir, you need all the, uh, the outside resources to, know, to even understand which city he lived in, uh, 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 what was his uh, wife's names when he married uh, Aisha Khadija and all these women? You don't find that in the Quran. How he received his first uh, revelation, which one was his uh, last revelation? You have no clue. So which ones are Meccan, Meccan uh, uh, king? Hold on. Which ones are Meccan uh, revelations? Which, which ones are uh, uh, Medina revelations? You don't get that in the Quran. The Quran only gives you 20% of Islam. For me, it gives me 20% of Islam. The rest it comes from all the outside resources. So even if a king says, uh, you know, uh, uh, all those uh, scholars, those scholars interpret uh, Islam. You are just one single person that has not produced any hadith. You have no uh, books about uh, uh, Islam. Even if you've written one book, nobody f follows it. So the entire world follows those books, not what you what you say or what you think. Nobody cares what you think. We have to go to your scholars uh, so that they can interpret. All the, the, the weird uh, games Muslims play, uh, play oh, you, you have to read Arabic. So th that's why we need your scholars to tell us what each Arabic word says. It, instead of you Muslims, uh, 21st century Muslims, twisting what your religion says just to, to win an argument. That's what I observe every single day. You, the whole motive is to win an argument regardless of what, what uh, uh, picture you are painting of Islam.
and I don't know if you realize you are painting such a terrible image of your religion because you lie, twist, turn, and do everything so that you can win an argument. Just tell people what your religion says. Just like what you know, uh, that's why we're here, brother. Say, that's why we're here, free. You are paying yeah, yeah, hey, hey, wait, 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 hang on, hang on. Everyone, stop. Everyone, no, no, yeah, yeah. To kill myself. I'm going to, too. I keep trying. Let me try again. I agree. It's been boring like for an hour. Um, hang on. What was I going to say? The, an interesting point, and then let me try to call in biblical, and I may jump out a window if he keeps talking about this. Um, <laughs> I'd really like to move on and talk to Tippy more. Nice to meet you. I don't know if we've met before, but uh, anyway, stick around. Welcome, Malik. Welcome to uh, Christian Hell. Um, if yeah, you're alive in Christ, that. this is as close to hell as you'll get. But I wanted to say, isn't it interesting like how, uh, you know, I, I've heard people make this before, and I always think of a parallel. When people talk about, you know, Muslims need need their scholars to interpret, um, and that would be kind of like certain uh, denominations, you may say, of Christianity and Catholicism, how they need church fathers and how they need tradition to interpret the scripture because they're hopelessly lost, apparently, to read the Bible themselves and know what it means. So. I just think there's an interesting parallel if, you know, what you're saying about Muslims needing their scholars to interpret, you know, their beliefs for them. And a lot of people who rely on church fathers and tradition to do the exact same thing. And now you have people trying to combine Christianity and Islam in Chrislam, which is a Catholic push from the Pope. And um, that just seems an interesting parallel in my mind, while you have the rest of the Christians over here being like, no, no. All we need is, you know, Romans 10, 9, and 10, and like the Bible. We can read this for ourselves. We can understand this ourselves. Jesus is the way. Repent. Believe the gospel. Put your faith in him, and you are saved. While you have, you know, these other two sects or denominations trying to form one alliance together, um, both being so, so similar that you can't really tell them apart. Just saying. Uh, biblical. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to say something? Well, uh, yeah, I just wanted to call on the last new yeah. quick. I would, I would like to say something. Uh, I just want to bring our attention to a scripture in the Bible because I'm a Christian. I'm a believer of the Bible, but I think there's a lot of um, untrue information uh, in the religious world. So if we could just look at a scripture. Uh, first, I, would, I want to ask, what does it mean uh, to receive the Holy Spirit or the Holy like, what does it how, mean what, to receive the Holy Spirit? Did you just get like, to your scripture? What does it mean? That's see, see that. Okay, I'm gonna try to disregard that. I'm saying, what does it mean to receive the you Holy Ghost? And how would a person know? How would a person know? We've all been tortured with people <laughs> obfuscating for an hour. What is okay. scripture? <laughs> so, so let me try biblical. If you come in peace with a good question. Chris That's what I'm trying to do. Chris, That's what I'm if trying you're, to if do. We're, hang, hang on. I just want to say, if we're going to talk for like an hour and we're going to be like, oh, wait, are you in Hebrew Israelite? Are you Jehovah's Witness? Man, we're you all gonna explode. time me for three minutes, man. Set your time for three minutes. Three minutes? No way. Dude, you, you get 30 seconds. You got 30 no, no, we're seconds. Done. We're done. I, I don't have time for this. Rab Scuttle, you're back just in time to witness Christian hell. If you want to know uh, the, the greatest ad nauseum explanation of the um, the sliminess you were talking about in the beginning in this room, how people with like ill intent and ill motives come in. It's like, I just want to know something. I just want to yeah. know something where it's like, bro, just come out and say it. 
you hate Christians, you want to feed us to lions, say it. I'm fine with that. Say it. Let's go. Uh, you know, you think Jesus is, is bad. You think he's just a prophet. Say it. It's easy. We can be done in three minutes. Um, instead, we've been talking about nonsense ever since you left. Probably it's why you left. Anyways, yeah, I saw um, where it was so going. You're, a, you're the prophet saw... of the day, Rab. You predicted this and it came true. Um, well, thank you. Anyways, uh, Tippy. Give us your cash app. Hi. Um, I, I'd like to also <laughs> go over the scripture um, in, in our Bible that says that Jesus knows the hour, if that's okay. Uh, yes, sure. Okay. Um, so we know that Jesus knows the hour because in John 16, verses 29 through 31, um, in verse 30, it says that Jesus knows all things. Um, and that's before his, before the resurrection. And then, then again, in John 21 verse 17, Peter says that Jesus knows all things after the resurrection. So it's, uh, he's omniscient period. Like he, cause he's what was the, uh, Hang on. What was the, uh, the sources real quick. So John 16, I just sure, those. sure. John 16 verses 29 16. through 31. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the next and one, then, Peter. And then John, yeah, no, it's John 21, Peter's talking okay. now. Um, John 21, verse 17. So you have before the resurrection and after the resurrection that Jesus knows all things. So, Tibble, may, um, may I ask a clarifying point on that? Um, so we're, yeah, we're, so we were just talking about how Jesus has knowledge of the hour. He knows the hour, but it's not his job to tell. We see the same Greek word, idu, being used in... Uh, or, or I should say a conjugated uh, conjugated form of the verb idu in Luke 20, verse 17, meaning to tell. And if you click on the um, Strong's Greek uh, coordinates, you'll see that, that this actually means to, to declare or to tell. Paul also uses this in 1 Corinthians um, 2, verse 2. He says that he doesn't know anything except for Christ being crucified. He's really saying the only thing that I'm going to declare to you is Christ being crucified. May I ask a clarifying question, Tippy? Yeah, go ahead. So when it says he knows all things, does that implicitly assume that are knowable? So, for example, if you said if you were of the belief that the future can't be knowable, would it be possible to not know that? Um, can you restate the question? I'm not sure what you mean. So if I say somebody knows all things, am I just implicitly adding on the phrase that can be known? So I know everything, quote unquote, like similarly, that can be known. So if something can't be known, it's okay. There are just things that can't be known, period. They're outside the realm. So like if I say, I know all things that can be known, this just has to be something that can't ever be known. Um, I would say that... Uh because Jesus is God, he is omniscient. So there's nothing that he doesn't already know. Knowledge, he is he is the knowledge. He is the logos, the logic. He's, so he knows all things. You can't have truth outside of God, and Jesus is God, so. Right, but the, I guess I would say is, under open theism, the future isn't something to know because it doesn't exist yet. So it's a okay. non-existent thing in the, in the future. So therefore there's nothing to know. It one I got you. So I'm not an open theist. 
Right, I'm just saying that right. those lines you read, um, I, I was only asking because those lines you read, would you allow for an open theist to interpret those as the future is not knowable? Um, just say no to open theism. Yeah, I don't, so like I said, that's not that's not my theology. What somebody wants to do with their own theology, then, I mean, they can do that, but I think you're scripture twisting to try to say that Jesus isn't, isn't God at that point, and that to me is blasphemy. Yeah, I mean, for the record, we have people. I mean, we have people in chat saying Jesus was a Muslim. Uh, you know, because that. I mean, it didn't exist yet, but I mean, you know, just we allow lots of stuff. People can say whatever they want. It doesn't mean you know uh, they're right or we agree. Um, just saying, Malik, welcome. Every time you come in here, like we have such great conversations, and then every time you show up, it's like people are yelling and screaming and uh, stuff like that. Um, <laughs> Are you speaking? Yes, I'm here. I'm just at all of uh, the. Uh, <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good morning. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a Bible verse. I, I'm an expert. I want to read um, four pages out of the uh, Britannica, yeah. volume four. <laughs> uh, so, Tippy, do you spend lots of time in, in Muslim rooms like? For because of self hate, or you're trying to share the gospel to people, or do you have success, or is it usually just uh, met with a bunch of blah blah blah? You're an outsider, our scholars, I know how to do this type um, stuff. Or... So it, it really just depends on the person uh, and how long I talk to them for. So I, I was talking to a guy for like four years, and he was a Shia. Um, he, he eventually uh, he became a Christian. He he. Not only did he become a Christian, but his wife became a Christian, and 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 he got baptized. He his wife got baptized, and all of his kids got baptized. So it is successful. Um, and then he was actually going back to his home country to preach the gospel to his dying grandmother. Um, so I would say that yeah, it it is successful. A lot of times I get uh, I get a lot of hate in the beginning, but then I also get a lot of thank yous after time. So it's really you know you're you're talking about people that have not only grown up with this, but there is a, uh, a physiological attribute to this because a lot of the kids that grow up in Islam are, are actually beaten. You know, that's how they memorize the Quran. If you don't memorize the Quran by a certain age, uh, you're, you're going to get beat. So, and you have to say it perfectly. The, the pronunciation has to be uh, perfect. So <clears throat> it, it just depends on the person, really. That's going to be extra hard to memorize a book that's so disjointed. Well, it's not that it's, I mean, if you grow up in an Arabic speaking home and you got to think also a lot of Muslims can't actually read the, the Arabic. Uh, I would say probably 80% of Muslims don't actually read Arabic. Um, but, you know, again, like it really just depends on the Muslim. If they're, if they're a convert to Islam, they usually leave Islam between three and seven years. I've seen it happen really quick. Like I, I talked to a guy in, uh, he converted to Islam, and I, I, I was explaining and showing the sources of how it's pagan uh, and, and how it comes from pagan roots and how it's still pagan today, uh, and he left, like, on the spot. So, um, like I said, it really just depends on the person and, and I heard a lot know, of, what their background is. I, I heard a lot of people, like, leave Islam, like, when they, like, converts and leave Islam when they start learning about, like, the restroom habits and, like, this, this kind of arbitrary stuff. Is that correct? That when what happens? Like someone was telling me, like, uh, you know, like whenever they start learning a lot of this arbitrary stuff about the restroom habits, like apparently you have to like use 
certain hands for certain things or you, stuff like that. Yeah, you have to step in with your left foot into the bathroom. You have to say the bismillah. You have to wash, you know, your hands three times, wash behind your ears three times, put water up to your nose three times. They're cursed with the trinity. So like a disaster. left hand in, right hand out, turn yourself yeah, It's like, yeah, do the hokey pokey. Uh, it is a lot of, of rules. Um, because Islam needs to keep you busy so you're not thinking about the theological aspects of Islam. There's really nothing to Islam. It's, uh, you know, th that they believe in one God. Like, even even Satanists believe in one God. That's kind of a no-brainer to me. Uh, <laughs> what else do you have to offer? Muhammad's a prophet. Okay, can you give me one of his prophecies? Um, according to the Bible, if you give one false prophecy, that's it. You're a false prophet and you should be put to death. And that's just where I stand. Like, I will stand with my Bible. I was raised as an atheist. I wasn't indoctrinated into anything. I, I looked into Islam before I looked into to Christianity. I mean, I, I seriously considered becoming a Muslim, um, but I just, I, I couldn't do it. I was looking at a, I, I have a Quran. I've read through it. Um, it doesn't make any sense. It jumps to all over the place. I didn't even know that you needed tafsir to interpret. And that's what I was missing. I was missing the tafsir. I was missing the, the hadith, the sunnah of Muhammad. Then it, then you can start putting the puzzle pieces together and see how this all lines up. And I think a lot of Muslims fail to do that. But it's not just Muslims that do this. Christians do it as well. So I try to help Muslims um, come to Christ. And I also try to uh, encourage Christians to, to read their Bible, please. I agree with that. Well... Awesome. And creator, cool. I have no idea what you're talking about. Like Nate said something about self-hate. Um, if you're talking about a joke, I do that sometimes. Usually fails. So if that's what you're referring to. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Chris. Yes. <laughs> Chris. I just had some questions for Tippy since she's new. And I've seen her in some of the Muslim rooms. I just don't know her. Hi, Tippy. I'm Chris. Hey, what's up? I'm Nate. <laughs> don't so, Tippy, what kind of church do you go to? So... So currently, um, I'm, I'm just going to say this. Uh, I don't, I don't, uh, there's a Quran verse in Surah 514 that says that um, Allah spreads hate and enmity between the Christians. And so I don't, I don't allow that to happen. I'm not going to give you my church name, my denomination or any of that stuff, because uh, as Christians, all of us believe in the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the crucifixion, resurrection, and deity of Christ. And that's where I stand. Cool. How about salvation? Oh my gosh. How no, about salvation all Christians, by all Christians don't do, all Christians don't okay, do on, that. Bob, please kick Bob. Bob's Bob. going to kill us today. Hang on. Um, uh, Bob Shortleach. So yeah, the, I, I want Chris to have his Inquisition, but I also want to say, uh, Tippy, as long as, which I have no idea to think you would reveal yourself to be a terrible heretic, but uh, what you said, I, I love it. That's great. But Chris, um, please continue. And if she turns out to be a witch, then I'm sorry, and I retract my statement. Right. Uh, to, be, to, to be determined. <laughs> Tippy, salvation by faith alone, apart from any works. So, yes or no? So you have to have faith and then because you have faith you will do works and this is clearly stated in the bible sure 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 but salvation by faith alone apart from any works no, yes yeah, or no yes it would be faith because that's how abraham was saved good genesis 15 6 okay now 
do you have to be a member of a particular church that is the theandric organism? Yeah, so you're of... trying to push me to see if I'm a Catholic. And like I said, I'm not going to make any division between my brothers. Are you Catholic or Eastern Orthodox? Because um, Eastern Orthodox and Catholic are the same as Muslim. Again, there are only two religions. There are not, not multiple Christian denominations. Great, let I'm me not finish. going to go through this. Okay, I'm hang on. Hang so, on. Wait, wait, so stop, we're done stop, stop, with stop, Thanks. Chris, I'm not, bro, you got to temper yourself. I don't know. I don't know what, what happened to you today, but you're like super, super hot, like way worse than usual. So if she's like the literal devil, just just temper it down just a little bit. Um, maybe uh, here's, I, I here's don't where know, I'm here's what I'm getting, she... Nate, is that she defines her Christianity by her anti Muslim stance and that she's not so much Christian as she is anti-Muslim. That's where I'm, that's what I'm getting right now, Tippy. If you refuse to tell us what kind of church you're going to, that's a, that's an indicator that you're not super interested in Christianity, that you're super interested in refuting Islam. My statement was that, um, that I want Christians to read their Bible. So I think it's really interesting that you can place that judgment on me. I haven't asked you any questions about your denomination. Cool. And I really you can, don't I will answer all of your questions. As long Go as ahead. you believe in the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the crucifixion, resurrection, and deity of Christ. So I'm not going to get into denominations again because I'm not going to sit there and let the Muslims div divide us. And it's not that I hate Muslims or that I'm anti-Muslim. No, I'm anti-Islam. There's a big difference. I love Muslims and I love them enough to tell them the truth. That Jesus Christ is Lord, and they will bow the knee. Cool. So I have so, not been in many so rooms are, with with Tippy, uh, but I have heard Tippy several times. And just to kind of at least give my two cents about her, I haven't ever heard anything crazy, um, or anything that I would go, "Wow, I don't know about her being a Christian." Um, so if if any of my two cents is worth anything then uh, i just wanted to throw that out there but uh yeah there you go we'll yeah, I'm, I'm, am i also going to be called an anti-semite because i also have discussions with jewish people too am i an anti-semite in that case i'm just wondering if you're going to throw some names around i mean i i, I just am extremely yes, we, suspicious of anybody who doesn't want to tell us what kind of church they go to that's that's red flags for me and that tells me that you're either in a cult or that you're an unbeliever so I'm going to go out on a limb and say probably not a cult, um, you know, based on what she said. And I agree with Todd. I mean, I don't know her either, but I mean, based on what she said, I'm going to say probably not a cult. Um, and, and the other stuff, I don't know. Maybe, maybe what, more bees with honey, right? Like similarly to Tippy talking to the Muslims, instead of like waging a holy war, uh, you know, like if she talks to one dude for four years and him and his whole family, you know, finds Jesus. Um, I would just think that, you know, if she, if you, I don't know, think she's like the worst, worst person on earth. Um, maybe the gentleness and respect and whatever would go a long ways to bring her to the fold, to your fold of, you know, five-point Calvinism or whatever, rather than being like doing something that will definitely be like, oh, well, that's not going to happen anymore. That's Makes sense? Very, I don't know. Because I'm actually talking with a Muslim. Um, we're reading the Bible together and learning about Christianity, and I'm currently trying to learn a little bit of Arabic. <laughs> And Kurdish, because uh, I talk to a lot of people. I'm going to recommend an app for you. It's called Aleph B. Uh, so you can go to the App Store. I don't know if you have an Android or an iPhone. I have an iPhone. It's okay. uh, it's spelled A-L-I-F, and then B as in like a buzzing B. 
for all right, Chris. That's all I need to hear. She has an iPhone. Right. Yeah. Well, so she so, has an okay. iPhone. Maybe she has an iPhone, so that's it. Well, Malik, right, uh, how do you do how do you say? Let's get Tippy, hey, let's get Tippy to uh, tell uh, us Chris. a minute gospel. <laughs> oh my Lord. Um. I worship at a Southern how, Baptist how say, church. He he said that uh, Todd, you said you were trying to learn Arabic. How do you say I forget Malik or Tippy? How do you say like Jesus? What is it? Jesus is Allah. Or how do you say it in Arabic? Because like Alhamdulillah. Uh, no, I don't say Alhamdulillah. I'd say Alhamdulillah Jesus or Yeshu or Yeshua. Because they... I, I I thought it was yeah. I thought it was kind of like a. I don't know if it was like meant to be like a slight or like an obnoxious kind of thing because you know they're like Allah. So you're you're saying like Jesus is your Allah. I didn't know if that was like a tongue in cheek thing or I meant know. to rile them up. Alhamdulillah is um, all praise to Allah. So if we were to say Alhamdulillah Jesus, you're saying all praise to Jesus. So how would you say like Jesus? Like when they say Jesus is not God, how would you in in their language be like Jesus is God? Yeshua, no, Allah, right? Yeshua Jesus is my Lord. But uh, so if if I wanted to, like if I told him and Muslim, I'm just like, hey, Jesus is is God. Like I mean, they say God, that's Allah, right? So if I if no, they say Jesus Elah, is not Allah, Elah is is God. So when you're talking about a specific oh. God, uh, so Allah is a name. It's not it's not it doesn't mean God. It's it's just it's the name of the God. <laughs> Oh, okay. So, how many Christian sacraments are there? Holy goodness, Dippy! Uh, I, I just met you, time. and I already like you more than Chris. Just kidding, Chris. Um, but um, I don't know. I definitely don't want to run you off. But how how far would you indulge, Chris? Because I I would like to. I think that was your most fair point. Like, tell us the two minute gospel. But I mean, you know, she's gonna say exactly what you would say because she's already talked about you know the the I don't know deity, the Trinity, like everything else. Chris, or uh, Tippy, would you would you mind indulging indulging Chris, and, and then let this be the end of it? Like, if I'm like, I don't know anything about Jesus. What's a Jesus? How do I get saved? What what is gospel? You must confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, and whoever does that will have eternal life. Communion and baptism. All right, there's only two sacraments. Are, are there more than two sacraments to be? So again, these are things that I'm not going to indulge in um, because what you're trying to do is cause division and I just don't allow that uh, because of my reputation. I'm sorry, and no, I that's not with. what I'm trying to do. And please stop yeah, mischaracterizing it is. me. It is. What you, you are trying ask, to do you is you're trying to be Ah, oh, Chris, 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 no, 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 sorry. Sorry, Chris, I love you, but I can't do it, dude. You're way too hot and heavy today, and I don't like it. Um, so you're probably hating me, but sorry. Um, I feel like at this point. Eucharist and stuff like that, and I'm just, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here, and, and again, I'm not going to say, um, I'm not going to indulge in it because of my reputation. So point blank, drop it. Tippy, what was Morning, that? everybody. What was that app again? That you just recommended to I'm me. I'm so again? sorry. It's Aleph, A L I F. That's the first letter in the Arabic alphabet. And then B E E? B, as in like a buzzing B. Learn Arabic. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's a okay. great app. You'll learn the alphabet, you'll learn some conversation. Um, it, it will even give you, I think later on, it will give you like uh, how to repeat a conversation between two people so you can yeah. understand how 
uh, the suffix and the prefix work when you're. Hopefully, um, hopefully it goes through the different dialects because I know that there's Egyptian dialect. There's. I feel like of... this is. I feel like this is like uh, the Levant dialect, and that's why I I like this app is because they pronounce the the gene as a j instead of a g. Uh, an example of that would be hijab instead of hijab. Hijab oh, yeah. would be more um, Egyptian. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Malik, are you speaking? Yes, but I mean, I, I like watching right now because everything's entertaining. Just like start praying in tongues or something. Oh, I was going like to say, point, so, uh, so, so what is, is it Alhamdulillah Mashiach? Alhamdulillah Yeshua. No, but like how they say Messiah. Uh, uh, yeah, Messiah. Alhamdulillah Messiah. Messiah. Well, you would say Salam al-Masih. Yeah, Salam al Masih or Masihi. Yeah. That's my contribution to today's conversation. Oh, and by the way, uh, I have three sacraments. You what? I have, I have two sacraments and one sacramento. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hello. Good morning. How are you? Well, you know, I feel like at this point, somebody has to say, you know, no one expects a Christian Inquisition. Um, Bro, I don't know, man. There's another guy that's like, I had a question, and I don't know. Maybe he's discerning. Maybe he's, like, just heavy on the thing. But another guy's, like, start talking about the Bible. <laughs> he's like, I just had a question about the Holy Spirit. And Chris is like, what is your question? What is your question? I'm like, bro, do you know something I don't? Like, do you know this guy? Like, I, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm too gullible. Um. <laughs> I feel like there's way like, too by the much way, I thought, infighting. Well, like, I thought we got to stop. I thought that was right? an excellent point you said. Like because I get, I get like when people are cagey and we don't like it. Like a lot of times, um, when we you know when we meet a new Christian, I'm like, hey, what's your denomination? And if they're like real cagey and don't want to say it, I'm like, okay, great. Either you're gonna say Mormon or you're gonna say like you know something oh, no, that you no, know, Mormons are or, 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 or you're <laughs> gonna say something something that like, you know is not gonna be well received. So, um, or Hebrew Israelite or something like that, that like three hours later, we're going to make, wait, do you believe precept upon precept? Which package do you follow? And it's like, so, why would you waste this time? So whenever you said though, I, like, I, I liked that reasoning. If you know, your goal is to like bring the gospel to yes. the yeah, Muslims I feel like and we, you're like, you know, and it talks about well, wasting what, can time you, can, attacking other Christians, you know, well, if, you if anybody, if, if a Muslim asks me what my denomination is, I just tell them that I'm a Catholic and they can check on Prophet Google, peace be upon him, of, of what that is. In other words, I'm not going to talk, I'm not going to give you any any wiggle room to try to attack my beliefs. Period. Well, Sorry, what not. was the? Well, I like the part where you said in was it the Quran or something that it talked about how Allah causes hate in Christians. What was that source? Because I like that. Source. I think it's like Surah, I think it's Surah five fourteen, but I'm just going off of brain. Uh, so let me double check. It's either Surah five fourteen or five fifteen, but I'll I'll double check. Did you say cathodoxin? Yeah, a So, so um, I, I, I'll be honest with you guys. I hold to the, um, I, I lean more toward the Orthodox view of the Trinity. So, um, where, so and and not so much the Catholic, but I really don't see that much of a difference between the two. Uh, and I think both of them have a apostolic succession. I think Protestants um, could learn from that because we need to know exactly where our Bible comes from, what some of the traditions are. If you want to hold to them, I don't see, for me, it's not a problem if you want to hold to those traditions. Uh, I think if you're doing things to glorify God, then do it. Um, that's just my personal view. Uh, so I said, I always say that I'm a Catholic. 
um, cause I do hold to, to a lot of the, um, uh, the things with the Orthodox church, the things with the Catholic church and, and the Orthodox would have been the Catholics at the, in the beginning anyway. So it's kind of, it's like all mixed up and that's just where I stand right now. Like I, uh, down to the bone, I'm more of a Protestant than anything because I read my Bible, um, daily. And I go and investigate what these words mean in their original language, how it's used in that time. And, um, you know, I just do deeper Bible studies, like the, the, not just like, you know, oh, you read your Bible, you know, no, I actually want to see what all of this means and, and what information I can gather. Um, by the way, the, uh, the, the Jesus not declaring the hour it's a it's an idiom for the father declaring the hour because we are the bride of Christ, uh, and it is the father who declares the hour in the Galilean wedding. So um, he's the one who, who prepares the home for the bride, and then he tells the son when to go collect his bride. And this is very much reflected in the text. If you just read uh, the the verse before, uh, I think it's Matthew Matthew twenty three something, and I'll, I'll have to look that up. Um, and then do you find that part? Well, yeah, the thing you were going to look up, the part in the Quran that said, you know, the hate, hate oh, yeah, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. While you're, while you're doing that, someone else was saying something. Was it you, Michael? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, it might have been. Well, I, while I you're looking that up. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. I, I think in uh, – I, I guess Chris left, but – oh, he's back. Um, I, I think in, in, Chris's, in Chris's defense, um, I, I, have, I have witnessed on this very stage a lot of kind of – let's just call it shiftiness, and I'm certainly not accusing uh, Tippy of that. Um, and so I think I can understand sometimes when, you know, when there are certain people who want to kind of dig down and say, you know, I'm just trying to, it, it would almost be like a Royism, right? I just want to see where you plant your flag. Um, and so I, I, I guess in, from, from my stance, you know, I guess I, I would have, but you know, Hey, Nate, it's your stage, do what you want. Would have given him a, you know, a little bit more latitude, but Hey, not my space. Um, I think, I think, I think Tippy said a few interesting things. Uh, hey Tippy, this is the first time you and I are talking. Um, I'm Michael. I'm the I'm uh, Ask a Christian Rooms uh, resident atheist, um, but I'm I'm still a fairly decent person. Um, of course you are. <laughs> I would I, never say an atheist can't be moral. I would just say that you don't have any standard to attribute that to. But um, I was raised as an atheist, so so I understand. I I do have a a good understanding. I personally don't like speaking with atheists, even though I used to be ones. <laughs> um, it was Surah uh, 514, by the way. So it, By so Surah 514, do you mean Quran 514? Yeah, so it's Quran. Yeah, Surah, Surah Al-Madida. Yeah. Okay, Quran, thank you. So, ahead, okay, so, so Tippy, am I to take from that that you don't want to talk to me at all? No, I'm not going to say that I'm not going to talk to you, but I do know, like, if I were to throw any biblical evidence at you, uh, you would just shrug it off and be hyper skeptic. And I personally don't like to throw my pearls at swine because you're not going to appreciate no matter what I throw at you. Is it still well, nice to meet her, Michael? Sorry, say that again, Nate. I said, is it still nice to meet her, Michael? Um, Yeah, although it like it, it's it, it's interesting. So, um. The first thing I would say is, um, I while I am convinced that there are no gods, particularly the Christian one, um, I openly have said many times, many times on this very stage, that um, if you convince me otherwise, Can't. I will. That's have, not my job. That's okay. not my hey, job. To whoa! <laughs> I would, I would love to be able to finish my sentence, Tippy. I would love to.
Yeah. Um, you know, so if, if you convince me otherwise, I'll have no choice but to uh, but to accept it. I understand, and I've spoken with several people who say it's it's not their job, and and that's cool. You you don't have to you you don't have to you know do what you want. Wear your Christian badge, however you want to wear it. Okay. So um, you said a couple. Sorry, you said a couple of interesting things, and I'm really curious uh, about two things that you said. Uh, one, I'm curious what it means to be raised like an atheist. And second, um, I'm really curious about what you said uh, when you said um, if, if, you, if you deny God that you don't have a uh, foundation for knowledge. And so I'm, I'm curious about those two things. And to the second point, um, I guess I'm curious if you take the presuppositionalist stance. Okay, so I'm only going to address two points because then I get lazy and that's just me. Uh, I was raised an atheist. Um, my my stepfather was Jewish, so we did celebrate Hanukkah. We had like a Christmas call, um, but there was no meaning behind that. It was just like holiday Jew, holiday uh, Christian holidays. So you, it's like we're celebrating Santa Claus and eight days of presents. Um, but other than that, any type of theological questions I would have, I would be shut down immediately or lied to about. Um, so I was actually raised an atheist. My mom is, she says she's an agnostic today, but she's willing to go through the Bible with me. Uh, I'm, I'm praying that, that God will um, give her a change, a, a new heart, and she'll repent and, and have a change in mind. Um, I, I didn't say that you, I, what I was saying was that you can't be, um, you can't have knowledge outside of God. Um, God is knowledge. So what would you base uh, any any thought process off without God, like you need that revelation from God. You need an all knowing uh, being to reveal things to you because otherwise you're just working off your senses. And me, myself being colorblind knows that sense my senses are not reliable. Uh, would I consider myself a presuppositionalist to an extent? I'm not uh, well rehearsed in the precept argument, but I do understand the position of precept. So um, when you said convince me, my job isn't to convince you. My job is to share the gospel with you that Jesus Christ paid for your sins on the cross. Uh, he resurrected on the third day. And if you believe in him and confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that he is Lord, you will have eternal life. And, and that's what my job is to do as a Christian. For me, you are the dead man that 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 can bleed. And I'll elaborate on that because I, I got this from Psy 10. Um, is a man that goes that, that he thinks he's dead and his family's trying to convince him he's not and they're giving him all this evidence uh and finally they're like look we're going to take you to a medical doctor and uh the medical doctor is going to convince him that he's not dead so they go to the medical doctor the doctor says ask the man do, do dead men bleed and the guy says well if they don't they don't have a um pumping, you know, a heart pumping blood through their veins and they don't have any blood in their veins. So the doctor takes him and he, he pricks his finger and the guy looks at his finger and he says, well, what do you know? Dead men do bleed because there's no amount of, sorry, I was getting a call. There's no amount of evidence I can give you to change your perspective. You need to repent or have a change in mind first. Instead of thinking of God doesn't exist, you need to come from a position that if God exists, so, and that's, and that's just my personal, um, my personal conversion over to even accepting, um, the supernatural. So, and, and with that, I'll, I'll yield. 
Michael, real quick, just for the record, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I've talked about this, like, you know, I, I totally am on board with presuppositional apologetics as far as a belief, but that's because, you know, before even I even knew what presuppositional apologetics was, I, I had the belief many, many years. So whenever someone told me, I mean, it was easy. I'm like, oh, well, that's exactly what I believe anyways. Yes, the God is revealed in his word, the Bible. Yes, he's the creator of all things. So, I mean, I take the presuppositional stance, but for me, I mean, I, I already did, even before I knew what presuppositional apologetics was. I just don't use it on people who don't take that stance because you're basically asking them to concede two big chunks that, you know, short of a divine miracle, they're probably not going to. Uh, go ahead, Michael. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it's fine. Um, and I, I love it when people um, uh, quote Sai Ten to me. Um, I think it was May 2018 when Sai came on our podcast. Uh, he lives only about two hours from me. Um, so, yeah, I've I've had that very discussion with him. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I would I guess I would suggest please don't dive too much into the precept approach because it's the best way to become a really dishonest person. Um, so because when you start with your conclusion, um, you're, you're not interested in doing much more than than just asserting. Um, but I, I I do find it interesting that you say that, you know, again, you know, you raise an atheist and, and you gave, you know, some some examples. Um, so I'm curious as to what uh, an, an atheist is to you, since you say that you used to be one. An atheist doesn't believe in, in God or any gods, period. That's okay. what an atheist says. Yeah, the, the, yeah, that's that's the stronger stance, which which is the stance that I take. So I appreciate that. Um, yeah, there, there are kind of two definitions right, that people go by: either the lack of belief or the stance that gods don't exist. Um, yeah, so I, I I appreciate that. When um, so, but you you to go back to what you said that I that I can't have knowledge uh, without God. You you do you do under uh, sorry I shouldn't phrase that the so uh, argumentatively. Do you see that as fallacious? No. Again, like I, like I said, I'm colorblind. So um, I, I know that my senses aren't reliable. And any type of, uh, any type of knowledge that I have, it, it's, uh, it's just not, it's not going to be reliable without God, period. I have to rely on my senses. And since I know my senses are not reliable, uh, I have to rely on God. And I, and I truly believe that because God knows all things, he reveals things to people. Why do you believe that? Because I believe in my Bible. Why do you believe the Bible? Because it's trustworthy and it's true. Okay. So, okay, so well, when, when you said uh, that you can't have knowledge without God, um, so that's, that's a, a fairly common fallacy known as begging the question. Do, do you it's, know what that means? Yeah, I do, but I don't think that it is because I'm not saying Christianity is true because it's true. I'm saying you can't have knowledge without God. Right. So begging the question means that so if I can't have knowledge without God, that that presupposes that the God exists in the first place, which is the begging the question part. Um, it doesn't beg the question. What it is, is I'm not going to hand over the keys to, uh, to you to make that judgment because what you're doing is you're putting God in the judgment seat. You're, 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 you're putting him, you're placing yourself as the, the judge and the jury. And that's not your position. You're not allowed to judge God. God, is, God is the potter and you are the clay. 
which again begs the question that God exists. Okay, that, 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 that's cool. That's cool. I, and 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 now I think I have you know to quote another Royism. I understand where you're coming from, and and, and that's cool. I I respect you as as uh, as a person. All right. Well, God bless you, Michael. I will definitely keep you in my prayers. Okay. Oh well, and since I know what that means to you, thank you. Well, nice I'm, I'm, I'm nice to see everyone was able to have a kumbaya moment. <laughs> that has been missing today, so thank you all for making up for it. Uh, let's see. Brother, are you speaking? I thought I saw your mic off mute earlier. I don't know if that was an accident or if you wanted to say something. Three, two, one. Free, back to you. What did you... Did you have anything to say, Free? Uh, maybe. Maybe not, but uh, since Chris is back, maybe I can go back to him. Chris, um, I don't see anywhere in the Bible where it tells us to tells us to follow uh, 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 Calvin. So don't antagonize people just because they don't follow whatever you're following. I didn't see uh, when I read the Bible the man on the cross with Jesus, the one uh, Jesus said he will go to uh, he will enter heaven with uh, with him that day. Was he? Uh, uh, hang on, free, uh, free. Wait, hang on. I I hate to talk about people when they're not speaking. Was this something he was like saying in chat? You're addressing or you, you, you can you know, bring my, my, Michael can... and Michael and hang on. You know I'm not going to be talked over. I'm done with that today. So everyone can just be dropped if you're going to speak over the mod. Like I've been so much more patient than everyone else. I was going to say I guess since we've had our kumbaya moment with Tippy and Michael, um, then yeah, let's just. Bring out the guns, whatever. I've got a few more minutes, so let's end it with some fire and flames. I'm, I'm um, actually so... gonna go. Nate. Thank you so much. Are you sure you don't want you don't want to witness what's about to happen? Yeah, my ha my mom's <laughs> calling me. Um, you know, my daughter got into uh, clumsy and fell, and and she's got a broken shoulder, so I have to go. Oh pick gosh. <laughs> so, well, um, I'm glad to meet you, and I like what you said, so I give you follow. So yeah, I uh, feel free you back. to drop back as often as you like. Thank you so much, and um, God right. bless you all. And uh, you know, I I really am going to pray for you, Michael. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Take care, everyone. It's all right. Free. Yeah. All right. Like free. Chris and free. Go for it. <laughs> what? What are we doing? Uh, apparently, fighting about Calvinism, and he seems just as confrontational as you. So you guys just have fun, and I'm going to play my video game while you guys just cool. knock down the door. Free, each other. Do you know anything about Calvinism? I don't know nothing about Calvinism. Tell me about it, Chris. Ah, uh, not you, Bob. Free, this was for you. Bob, not you. You're free. You were calling out Chris. Are you speaking? Oh, uh, after that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, go ahead. Look, here's the thing. is like we just had like the Hebrew. I'm sorry for losing my temper. We, we had just had the Hebrew Israelite. We had just had the Muslims arguing. And then like, you know, and then people were acting shifty. And, and Tippy may be perfectly lovely and a wonderful Christian lady. But when I just get ex my spidey senses start tingling when people are like, no, I'm not going to tell you what church I go to or not, not like doxing themselves, but like, you know, I'm not going to tell you anything about my Christianity. I define my Christianity by how much I know about the Suras. Like that makes me very suspicious. That's all. Well, uh, you know, sometimes uh, uh, we have to be led by the spirit. There is a woman that joined two days ago. I think she was going by the name of Grace or something. Was it Grace? And when she joined, she said that she, uh, uh, 
she asked native a series of questions two days ago and she pretended to, to be a christian and later on we found out she was a muslim just from the beginning i put in the chat this woman is not a christian she's definitely a muslim and uh, everybody believed her so sometimes we have to be led by by the spirit we just don't have to be led by our senses just because we we disagree with people but the holy spirit is always telling us we shouldn't uh, the other thing is, uh, just because she goes to a different church doesn't uh, make her uh, a non-Christian. The man on the cross, was he a Catholic? Was he uh, uh, following Calvinism? Was he Jehovah's Witness? Was he uh, uh, non denominational So are all those people Christians? Uh, so, like Jehovah's Witnesses and Muslims, they're Christians? No, they're, they are not Christians. But a Christian okay. is some, someone... Uh, TP kept uh, uh, describing to you what she believes in, and that is enough according to the Bible. It does not have right, to. But again, go, but again she to... gave me a Mormon gospel free. She did. She just said, "Repent and believe." Okay, cool. Like that's a that's a three three second gospel that doesn't tell me what the good news is. She gave me a Mormon gospel. No. And so when I say Mormon, can't... no, no, no. Hold on. You... Let me finish. When I say she gave me a Mormon gospel, she made it so generic that it could mean literally anything. She was not specific about sin, the Savior, who he is. She was not specific about anything. She just gave us the most generic gospel you could possibly imagine. That's my problem. Okay? She emphasized, Chris, she, she responded to you several times. I joined before she did, and I heard everything. And this is uh, also recorded. It's uh, uh, replays on, so you can yeah. go back and go back and listen. listen to the replays. You'll see how she evades all of my questions. No, she did not. And I've known Tippy for many years. I think like four years, five years. She is more Christian than almost ninety percent of Great. the people. So then, tell us what kind of church she goes to. Is she Catholic or Eastern Orthodox, or is she? She said she was <laughs> leaning Protestant, but I don't even know what that means. Like, what confession does she follow? You know, Creep. like, what does she believe about the scripture? What does she believe about, you know, the Trinity? Like, she never got into any of that because she thinks that Catholics and Eastern Orthodox are equally Christian when they are not. Chris, just because you go to a certain church, doesn't that doesn't say that you're a Christian. 90% of the, you, you you find out that 90% but if, but if she were But if she were going to a Mormon church, would you treat her as a Christian that's, immediately or would you have more questions? That's not a uh, Christian. They don't call themselves Christians, do they? Yes, they the do. Mormon? Yes, they Are do. Are you joking? No, I've, I've spoken with several Mormons. They say we, we oh are Mormons. Oh, my gosh. Free. You're just wrong. Take the L. They call Hang themselves on, quick, Christians. Yeah. Quick interjection. I specifically said uh, something. I don't remember if I said Jehovah's Witness or Mormon, but whatever one I said, maybe both. She said, no, they aren't Christians. So I, I, it may be Mormon, maybe Jehovah's Witness, but she definitely said one of them are not Christians. So, uh, you know be 50% assuaged that she is not a Mormon or Jehovah's Witness. Carry no, on. And I'm not saying she is. I don't think she is by any stretch. But what, what I'm trying to say is, like, when we get very evasive, it just makes my spidey sense go up. And Tippy, like I said, she could be the most wonderful Christian lady that you could possibly imagine. But the fact is that she wanted to get up here and lie. And I don't appreciate that. When did she lie to you? she lie? When, when did she, she like when she is when she is saying that she is not going to get into things because it is divisive that's not what was going on she's what like a prophet that's exactly what happened no that we, okay. I was not trying to be divisive i was trying to figure out who the heck this lady is so chris like the thing that was different because the guy which you never answered your back channel 
I'm like, I didn't know if you knew that guy, the biblical or whatever, that started going down that trail of evasion. I didn't know if you knew him or not, or just had a guess where he was going, or if God told you. Um, but I'm like, well, so I was trying to find that out, and I was fine, you know, when you when you called. I'm like, you know what, maybe Chris knows this guy, blah, 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 and I, I just wasn't in the mood after on the heels of that. But whenever yeah. she specifically brought up that reason, it kind of took me aback a little bit because I've never heard that reason. And I thought, well, you know, if this is a person who deals with Muslims a lot, and specifically that Quran, whatever it was, 514, talks about, I'm like, I've never heard that. Like how it talks about, you know, Allah is going to specifically cause hate and division between Christianity. I thought, you know, that's a decent point. So taking that into consideration, I still wanted to find out what you wanted to find out. But I was willing to give a little more grace um, coming from that perspective. Whether or not it was true or all lies, it didn't matter. I was willing to, you know, give a little bit more grace to to kind of walk her through that slowly, where you're just like full on, like, you know, pain by death, like the fire. Well, it's funny. That's all. It's funny. So, so I, I think I can kind of see things from both sides, and that's why that's why I said what I said earlier. Like, I understand. Like, I've watched, I've watched, I've I've watched several Christians in this room interact with people who, as Chris just you know, said where, you know, shady, what, whatever word you want to ch chuck at it. So I kind of get where it's coming from. Um, free, free to what you said uh, a minute ago. Um, Christian, like I studied with Mormons for uh, a bunch of years. Mormons profess to be Christian. Like they just do. They call themselves Christian as do Jehovah's Witnesses. I studied with them for years too. Um, like, and and that's why when someone says they're a Christian, I, I will typically say, depending on how charitable I'm feeling, you know, what flavor of Christianity are you? Um, because professing Christians come in all shapes and sizes and forms. Um, but I kind of I, I kind of get it. And, and I, I would I would like to have I feel like I would like to have a more in-depth conversation with Tippy. Um, but the things like she she puppeted. That doesn't sound very charitable. But she puppeted so many things that 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 I have spoken with Saiten and Bruggen Kate about. It was really interesting, and so even though I'd like to have a really in-depth conversation with her, I don't think I could because I don't think she'd be particularly willing. And by the way, if she's spoke, like if she's a, a uh, I, I don't know, she says she, whatever. If she's much researched into Saitan or has a lot to do with that, chances are fair. She's not a Mormon or Jehovah's Witness. Just saying. Oh, yeah, no chance. Yeah. I, I, I don't think she is a Mormon or Jehovah's Witness. My point is that she Got was it. so generic about her Christianity that it was suspect. It would be like Charles Johnson coming up here and telling us what a great Christian he is, and then you talk to him for two hours and you finally figure out that he's blameless. I mean, yeah, it's but... that same thing. Yeah, but Chris, a very large percent, at least from my experience, a very large percentage of fundamentalist evangelicals will also say that they are non-denominational. Sure, I, I'm non-denominational, but I'll tell you what flavor of Christian I am. I'm reformed, you know, Christian, dispensationalist, you know, I'll give you all of the labels. Like, it's not divisive to tell people where your theological stances are. And I, I don't think it is either. I, right, I, yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I, I don't think right? it is either. I, 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 I think it's a way... people think that that's offensive. Well, I think it's a way to... See, like, I look at it as a way to, to further discourse, right? Like, like tell me... You know, and, and again, to quote, you know, quote, quote Roy, like, tell me, you know, it's like, 
give me the exact coordinates of where your flag is planted. I get it. I like I understand. And I well, do think it's and I think it's a little bit shady when people don't, right? Like like if you don't like I'm curious why you don't want to tell me. Um and, and sometimes and, it's because they want the ability to shift around a little bit, but not always. Well, I, and I I agree. Like I I agree so much except I I thought like if there ever was a reason that I mean that was a pretty decent one. Like specifically, and I guess you know, like me who doesn't really talk to Muslims that much. Like I don't seek them out. I talk to them when they come to me, um, against my better judgment usually. But um, you know, like if, if that's her thing, and it's like you know she deals with this like so much, and I've heard it before. It's like oh, you Christians don't even know what you believe. Blah 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 blah. So it's like you know, I I kind of respect that. Like yeah, and it's like you know, like Michael just said, it's like you know, whenever they don't want to tell why they're all cagey, like what is your reason? Well, I mean, turns out like that seems like a pretty decent reason. Um. So, I mean, anyway, um, and, you know, there's also like, you know, plant your flag so I know how to communicate with you better. And, you know, I can tailor my responses to, to, you know, in a way that will help you versus plant your flag so I can stab you with it. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, someone like came in really, really aggressive at me and they're like, tell me what you believe. I'm like, I, I would love to, but based on the way you're talking to me, I'm not going to tell you crap. <laughs> well, and, and that's yeah. why, and, and that's why I rounded out the conversation with, with, with Tippy. Like what, why basically I kind of, you know, landed and kind of disengaged because there's not like, like I said, I'd love to have a great conversation with her, but it's, but I don't think it's really possible because she's, she's not, she's coming at a place from, let me tell you what you believe rather than asking me what I believe. Uh, Wolf, what's up, Wolf? Are you speaking? Hello. Wolf? What's up? Um. Well, I don't know. I I don't have much to say. At the... Okay. Uh, Chris, were you speaking? You, I think you accidentally unmuted. Oh, sorry. Um. No. Nah, oh, and I just wanted one more chance to poke at Charles. <laughs> is is he here? Hey, free. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, how are you? Uh, my question is. Jehovah's Witnesses. I grew up with uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. I have two cousins that have been Jehovah's Witnesses for like 30 years. They do not consider themselves uh, Christians. They actually call us Christians uh, Christendom. So what you're saying about Jehovah's Witnesses, that, that's not true. They are not Christian. They don't call themselves Christians. Everybody else oh. that, that follows uh, the Trinity, they call them Christendom. So would it be possible that out of all the Jehovah's Witnesses, even though there's not a lot compared to everyone else, that some may have said they were totally Christian, while others may have said, no, we don't use that term. Is that possible? They use the word Christendom to, to apply to anybody that, that believes in the Trinity. So you don't, you don't think there's um, a Jehovah's Witness everywhere that I'm like, hey, uh, are you a Christian? Or they're like, Jehovah's Witness. I'm like, Christian, right? Sure. You, you don't think like no, any Jehovah's Witness has ever admitted to being a Christian like that? Actually, I went to their uh, uh, kingdom hall several times uh, when I was growing up, and that's how I, I, I know what... Uh, right, but not all kingdom halls. Oh, they, they, but basically, they, I'm saying at, at the expense of calling Michael a liar, which I'm not going to believe it for a second about this, um, I'm just saying, like, you know, if you went to a kingdom hall or several kingdom halls and no one's called themselves Christians, I'm just saying I totally believe that Michael has had people come to his house that are Jehovah's Witnesses, and he's like, oh, so are you a Christian? Is that a type of Christian? Do you believe in Christianity? And, and they're like, sure, we're Christian. Like, I don't have a problem believing that at all. I've talked to I many guess. Jehovah's Witnesses that say the same thing. 
I, I mean, when you get them right down to brass tacks, you're right. They will say, oh, well, we're not a quote-unquote Christian denomination. Like, they will admit that after a long while, but when they first introduce themselves, like Nate is saying, they'll be like, yeah, we're Christians. Same thing with Mormons. It, it, yeah, I mean, I have no problem they would deceive. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing with Muslims. They say that Jesus was, was a Muslim, but w once you dig deep into Islam, you find out it's, it's, a, it's a false character, and it's not even Jesus. It's, it's a completely different person. So it's not like whatever anybody tells you, you have to believe. You have to dig uh, deep. Right, and I was trying yes. to dig deeper. Yes. <laughs> Just not Chris, nicely. Chris. Dig deeper with a very oh, soft shovel. Well, yeah, Chris, you I know. I just I, I, I started with the Hebrew Israelite guy, and then he's like, put me on a three minute timer. And I was just like, three minutes? Like, yeah, I, I was about? not doing no, three like, minutes. I'm like, three minutes? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then right Listen, after that, when digging, that, and I was like, Ugh. I'm like, when you digging know, into love, Islam. And, love and kindness does not extend to three minutes. Oh, Listen, right. when yeah. digging. Uh, when digging into Islam, dig very slowly and very carefully in that. You do not want these guys knowing what you dig up. Trust me. Uh, I, I, I dug in too deep. You do not want to know what they owe. You do not want to know what... I mean, is it like the worst thing imaginable? Because, I mean... Cannibalism is allowed in their religion. Back to you, Chris. That's the second time cannibalism has came up today. Ah, coincidence, maybe. Oh. Uh, well, Michael? I thought it was only, I said eight babies. Wait, you brought that up yesterday, right? Cannibalism? No, I didn't bring that. I thought that was around when we were talking about the, um, uh, without a belief in God, would you still do certain things? And I thought someone was saying, well, what's wrong with cannibalism? I remember that being brought up, but I didn't say that. Okay, well, that's that's the topic, I guess. Uh, yeah, but again, like, I mean, if, if, if we're going to check out eating things, I thought only we did that. I mean, come on. You got to give us something. You don't give us anything else. You got to give us at least cannibalism. I'm sure someone will make a sound, will make a sound bite of that. <laughs> Chris, who's Jack? Is that another room you're having a conversation in? Okay, wonderful. Free, uh, you have anything else to say? No, not at the moment. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. All and right, well, Michael. Great, uh -huh, you the Chris, I plan to look forward to engaging with you, Chris, especially. Well, Michael, anything else in your day or? Uh... Will you be uh, traveling to another room? What What do you do when I when I uh, end these things? Do you take lunch break or you travel to other rooms looking for your home? I go into hyperstasis until you start again. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I, I sometimes bounce around. I um I I I have I finished all of my stuff super early today, so I have essentially unless um unless somebody calls me with another metaphorical fire like I had yesterday, I really don't have anything going on the rest of the day. Oh. I'm sorry I can't uh, sorry I can't be here to entertain you all day. Well, you can always pass me the bean. Just know that I'm here for you. You know, sometimes that may actually be easier. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think uh yeah. Good enough discussion.
All right, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. All Cheers. right. Bye. Take care.